what you bet on Goliath when we got Bet David. Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate it. I ain't running, homie, look what I become. I'm the underground. One of those days pass. So listen, today's podcast is going to do one of two things to you. Either your blood pressure is going to go super high. No. They got to go around the doctor because these guys have a tendency of increasing blood pressure yep. <laughs> for people on the right. That's what they their business model, some would say, is that. I'll read a couple of their tweets. Or you're going to sit there and say, you know, I like these guys. I like what they have to say. But regardless, we're going to have a good show. Brian and Ed Krasenstein. Brian is the one in the yellow. He's a righty. Okay. Ed is the one in the left, in the white. He's a lefty, right? I want to get these facts That's right. right yeah. We we got it out there. If they were to arm wrestle, who would win? Who would arm wrestle? I, I win all the time. Yeah, he w- That's not true. <laughs> Seriously? That's not true, no. no ex- okay, so we don't know that this. We will, well, Maybe we'll do it here live. I think it's important for us to figure it out. That's yeah. really the whole purpose of today's podcast. But we did say if, if you said wrestling, you didn't even hesitate. Yeah. You just like, yeah. I'm going to take him yeah. out, no problem. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll figure this part out. Look, uh, uh Again, uh, American twin brothers who are writers, entrepreneurs, and social media personalities. They reside in Fort Myers, Florida. Hopefully no one's affected because I know the whole hurricane is kind of coming that side, 50 miles. We'll see what happened there. Graduated from Rutgers University. I think you guys grew up in Jersey, right? You guys, yeah, in 2004 with degrees in economics. I think that's the problem because you went to Rutgers. I now understand why you guys (laughs) believe in what you believe in. Totally makes sense. They gained fame. During the presidency of Donald Trump by replying to Trump's Twitter account very often, I think, did you guys ever get blocked by Trump? We did. We we were actually on a lawsuit to get unblocked by the Knight Institute. I think it was the Knight Institute, and he had to unblock us. He had to unblock us. So now you're unblocked. So the last tweet he put up, the the mugshot that he put up, you could actually see it and respond to it. And then you guys were suspended from Twitter in 2019 for allegedly – uh, operating fake accounts. You guys denied the allegations in December 2022. Your accounts were reinstated by the great Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yep. Fantastic. Great to have you guys on the podcast. It's great to be here. So if, if you don't mind, take a minute and kind of give a little bit about your backgrounds. To, I mean, I read what's here, but there's obviously a little bit more to it. Uh, how you guys came about, you know, how you all of a sudden, you know, through tactics of let me just read a couple of your tweets so the audience knows who you guys are. This this is a tweet, guys. Just check your blood pressure for a second. What year was this tweet? I'm on, whatever this is. You you can time it. This is uh, uh, Trump being arrested Tuesday. Okay, okay. so this is going to be the last few months. Uh, former President Trump says he will be arrested on Tuesday. Alvin Bragg will indict him. Hillary Clinton was never arrested. Hunter Biden was never arrested. Is it fair to say lock him up? Is it fair to say Trump indictment is, a ju- is justice? Is it fair to say that Republicans are wrong? Is it fair to say I told you so? Is it fair to say that Trumpism is a cult if you st- still support this man? Yes, exclamation. Let me read another one for you. Okay, let me read another one for you. I love the passion. Yeah, in so the we go. Of that was Ed. That was Ed. Yeah, that was Ed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Breaking. The Secret Service is closing the White House cocaine investigation. Don't get me wrong. No one should have cocaine in the White House. But I find it a bit ridiculous to hold a press conference about it as if Russia just nuked New York City. Imagine if our presidents worried as much about homelessness, mental health, uh, uh, hate crimes, income inequality, and our national debt as they do this tiny bag of cocaine, right? Now, you know, somebody may say, well, they got a point over there. Anyways, I can read a bunch of your tweets here on what you say. Tell us how you guys got started to get your fame that you have today on Twitter. Yeah, so I, I mean, so we have a business background. Uh, we ran several businesses, uh, kind of jumped back and forth between different 
technologies, 3D printing, uh, AI, stuff like that. 2016, uh, Trump decided he's going to run for president. Uh, we didn't like what he was saying. Uh, actually, our father worked for Trump for 10 years in Atlantic City. Uh, we knew his background. We knew kind of how what. Did happened. you have a good experience or a bad experience? I, I, not good or bad. I, I mean, just realist. I, what did your father do for the? Uh, he was in Trump? charge of marketing for the Taj Mahal, uh, and which and, went bankrupt. Yep, it, he worked there from 1990 to 2000. Uh, then left, and they went bankrupt several years after that. But uh, like, like we had a firsthand look at like what how he ran his businesses and how it kind of devastated the area. He screwed over a lot of contractors. So when he decided he run, uh, I I thought he was probably going to be more on the liberal side, and and maybe it was kind of an act that he was going to that he was just pretending to be more conservative. Um, a lot of the rhetoric I didn't like. I was, Why did you think he was going to run as a liberal? Just because. his background. Like, it, like I mean, he he he's pushed for because he ripped a lot of people off in real estate. That's an interesting assessment you put. Like, well, I kind of thought because he was so mean and ripped people off, he would run as a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but, but like. I was having a son. Uh, my wife was pregnant. His wife was pregnant. Uh, just hit the okay, rhetoric. Okay, so by the way, just pure, pure forgive me. Neither one of you guys are gay. You're not. No, 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 you're no, both no, straight. No, no, okay, I got it. I, my apologies. I thought one of you was gay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure we get it out there. I mean, not, nothing wrong with it nowadays. Yeah, LGBTQ, yeah. gay, all that stuff. But go ahead. So, so, so like, it, it, just, it just pissed me off that, like, the rhetoric he is using. A lot of things he is saying I thought was divisive. Uh, I, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I started tweeting uh, fact-checking his tweets, and it kind of just snowballed from there. People like what we were saying, and we gained a following. What, when was it when you're like, boom? When, was there a moment where you said something that was picked up or somebody retweeted it? Because you guys have had some moment. interesting followers. you got a lot of people that follow you guys, a lot of influencers that follow you guys. There was I, never I a moment. There was a moment. It was okay. just like a gradual buildup over time. We started replying to his tweets. We kind of figured out the algorithm on Twitter to make it so our replies would show up at the top. So over time, people would start liking our tweets and following us, yeah. and it just kind of snowballed. So, uh, so when did you learn how to be annoying and like get under people's skin? And I mean by trolling, because trolling is a skill yeah. nowadays, right? Uh, for example, I think Jake Paul is a troll to Dana White, right? I think there's a, you know, he was at least he's calmed down a little bit the last twelve months. Certain people, there is a like Takashi Six Nine. He's a troll, right? I mean, if you go through some of these guys, these guys you are. You could argue that Elon Musk is yeah. one of the greatest. Donald, trolls Donald, ever. Donald Trump's the greatest. One of the I greatest. Think, trolls I think ever. Trump is probably the goat yeah. of trolls. There, right? There's a business model in trolling. I think that's where you guys really uh, reached fame. Yeah? Now, now, are you guys okay with being labeled as trolls, or does that kind of bother you a little? I, I would say that. The old Krasenstein's before the ban, yeah. I think that was more trolling. I, okay, like, like those, those, those tweets you read, I don't think they're trolling. They're asking questions, starting a conversation. Yeah. But if you go back to 2018, 17, 18, 19, I think that a lot of our replies to Trump that we could get to the top, yeah. I think you could definitely consider them trolling. Why change, though? Why change it? Like, so, why change the approach if it worked? So I don't know if it did work. I, I kind of – I mean it worked in that people started following it. Yeah. But so we were off of Twitter for like three and a half years or so. What was the tweet that got you guys off of Twitter? The, uh, it wasn't a tweet. They they actually said that we bought our account. So oh, so we oh, we gotcha. renamed our accounts. Yeah. We had built up these accounts. We renamed them. There was like to like impeach impeach mm -hmm. Donald Trump and something else like Donald Trump exposed. More importantly, and they thought the, we bought them. What was the tweet that if you're if you were trolling Trump for years, 
you didn't get off Twitter till 2019. You started in 15, 16, whenever Trump was running. What was the one tweet that finally is like, enough of these two brother yahoos? What was the tweet that got him to block <laughs> Brian had, a, had an infamous Super Bowl tweet. Yeah, so it was like, I don't know, it was like Rams and somebody playing. You'll have to go back to 2019 or something like that, 18 maybe. And I, and I said, some of you are rooting for the Rams. Some of you are rooting for the, I don't know, Giants. I'm here rooting for Robert Mueller and the rule of law. And it was totally a joke, you know, but it pissed off so many people, yeah. and it went viral, and I think that's how a lot of people define okay. us. so who were you guys in high school? Like, if I was in high school with you, who were you guys? Like, if we're in 10th, 11th grade, we're in class, we're sitting right next to each other, who are you guys? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I think we were pretty pretty much the average high school student, uh, didn't do any sports, didn't, I was kind of too small for that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I guess maybe, like, I make people laugh sometimes. Well, because the reason why, why I ask that is, like, if I think about who Vinny was, I can visualize who Vinny was, right? Yeah. I can see how, you know, in high school he was a 4.6 GPA, you know, staying close to the teacher. You actually had a very good GPA. I was not high, yeah. high on the road. But he was, he's been a funny guy. He's been a guy that's joked, made people laugh, people want to be around. When I think about Adam, I remember in sixth grade when he was teaching the principal of the school. She was 38 years old. <laughs> So Adams had that reputation for so minutes funny, since he was yeah. in sixth grade. Yeah, so yeah. it is what it is. But after the, after class, were you guys like the ones that got under the teacher's skin? Were you the one that got under the the jock, the the, the quarterback that was leading the way? Who like what what dynamic? Was there any glimpses that we can look back from 2019 and go back to high school and say, now I see it? You got to say there was something. I there. don't think so. Like, I, I really don't. Really? I, I, yeah. I mean, we, we joked around a lot. Like, probably some teachers, we got under their skin a little bit. But other teachers, they probably loved us. Did you get under your dad's skin? Did you piss off your dad? Did dad ever be like, you guys got to knock this off. It's a little too much. Did you Did you piss him I, off? I, I think just us fighting with each other as kids. Yeah, so that's what it was. Yeah. So, so I have two sons. And uh, my two oldest sons are 11 and 9. And they know how to get under each other's skin very yeah. well. And in one video, I saw Andrew and Tristan uh, say something publicly. They said, we made a decision a long time ago that we no longer make fun of each other to get under each other's skin because it just doesn't work. When was that moment for you guys, or does it still happen today, except it's just in behind closed doors? So our last fist fight was probably when we were like 23. Uh, Damn. How long was that, like two years ago? Or <laughs> no, we're 40, you guys look, 41 now. Holy yeah. shit. You're, yeah. That's right, 2004 Rutgers. Yeah. You're 41. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. So 23 was the last fist fight. I think that Who was won about, it? Who uh, won it? He locked himself in the bathroom and I punched a hole through the door. Is that a true story? That's a soft move. No, it was a little same more height, detailed Same height, same size. You're locking yourself in a bathroom? Let's uh, go I'm, take this I'm guy I'm like out. a What's quarter an inch taller. He's about two pounds heavier. Okay. It's a fair fight, basically, uh, what it comes down to. Yeah, Why are you locking fight. yourself in a bathroom when the well, fight's I, going I got down? the last hit, and I'm like, you know, it's over with. So. <laughs> Tag your it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, so so tell us your your uh, um, how you came uh, to your political ideology that you have, you know, how you believe in what you believe in. Obviously, you know, uh, university got a hold of you early on. Rutgers, they're going to give you what they're going to give you. Your dad probably working with Trump and marketing Taj Mahal 10 years uh, and them shutting it down and a bunch of people losing jobs. Those people who lost jobs are probably never going to have anything good to say about Trump. But that happens all the time where people have to make certain decisions. That happens in a world of business. But what were some of the influences on why you guys seem to not only dislike, but you can't stand a figure like Donald Trump? So, so, so for me, I think 
half my family were Republicans. The other, like my dad's side was were Democrats. My mom's side were all Republicans. I really didn't care about politics. I didn't vote until Trump Hillary. I never voted before that, and I really didn't care about politics. Like Obama, McCain, I Obama. Romney. I didn't really have too much of a preference. I probably supported Obama. I just probably just because I thought he was a cool guy, but I didn't really have too much of a political opinion on things. Uh, and I think Trump kind of made me start focusing on politics, probably just because he was such a big character and somebody who, you know, had such strong opinions. And I feel like he kind of took the party in a different direction. And Previously, I was like, okay, I'm kind of moderate. I don't really care one way or the other. I mean, these things didn't really affect me yet. You know, I was just getting out of college, just moving down here to Florida. So I, I think Trump kind of pushed me into politics and kind of made me more left-leaning, I would I would say. Yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty much the same for me. Like, like my wife was more into it than I was. And, like, I, I started paying attention. I, I think I actually voted for Obama but I was very, like, indecisive. Uh, I, I didn't, I mean... You were I, ready to vote for McCain? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I easily could have seen myself voting for McCain. Um, I, I think from a business standpoint, I was more right-leaning from a social social issues side, I think more left. How much of this is an act, like going after Trump? How much of it is an act because it worked, it's effective, and you know how to say this stuff, but behind closed doors, you're like, listen, man, the guy's a badass... You know, he's doing what he's doing. He's, you know, one in business, one in media, 15 years show, you know, apprentice. He's become a president. Who the hell has ever done that in the history of America where, you know, maybe there's some kind of respect for it. But it's an easy target. We go after him right now, and that's going to help us get our eyeballs for the business. I'd say it's not an act. It's definitely not an act. For, for sure, because a lot yeah. of people say, no. even Kyle Kolinsky, who we've had him on before. You guys know Kyle. Kyle's a... Uh, uh, is it fair to say Kaiser like a left? He's probably. He's, I, would, I, I would say he's left of being a liberal. I would say he's a full on like social. I think Democrat, so. Yeah, leftist. I think so. I is that, is autographs right there behind right your behind, head? Yeah, right? I, I think Kyle would be somebody that's left of left. Yeah, and he's pretty hardcore out there, and he's a progressive. Even he doesn't know if this is an act because for him he should sit there and kind of be more on your side, but he's not a fan, and he's a guy on the left of left. He thinks he's an act. Some other people have said it's an act. If it is an act, it's 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 worked very well. If it is real, then tell me why it is real. Like, what do you really not like about this guy? I, I just think that like everything that comes out of his mouth is divisive. And and, and it, the politics aside, like like I get the politics. I can understand a lot of the views from the right and how they relate to those on the left. It's just his divisiveness. Uh, I feel there's a lot of like hatred that's being brewed under what he's saying. Uh, I, I think that's the biggest thing. I, if if he was less divisive, I I, I could see myself uh, maybe not voting for another Republican, but I could definitely see myself understanding them and and at least considering it. If that God, makes sense. So 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 based on what you're saying, is it's less his policies, it's more approach you don't right. like. Got yeah, it. So you like his policies. You just I, don't like him as a person. I, I, I don't like his so policies. you're a Republican. I, I, we just, okay, folks, we just Biden, made an announcement here. Biden <laughs> changed the Wikipedia. Yeah. The Republican brothers, Krasensteins. <laughs> but, 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 Brian, Ed, how, how much of that do you guys think was the media? Um, you guys are intelligent guys. How much do you think that the media played a role? Because I've, I've seen it so much. We were talking about earlier how the my 
black friends now are turning, especially with all these indictments and the arrests that are telling me, like, dude, literally a phone call two days ago where my friend was like, bro, I'm talking about Trump hater drank the Kool-Aid. He was selling the fucking Kool-Aid. He was like, Vinny, I, now I, I get what you're saying. How much of that do you guys think played a part? Because the media, bro, they're, the, they're gangsters. They know what they're doing. They made people. The media sucks. Like, I'm, I'm, 100%. I, I think the media is just as bad and both sides of the media, I think. But I feel, you know, as president, you're not supposed to play into that. And that's, I mean, some would say that's Trump's flaw. Other people would say that's Trump's strength. But I think the fact that he came out basically the first day on the campaign trail, I think, calling the media the enemy of the state or the enemy of the enemy people. Enemy of the people. And, but, and the, agree, but, but, uh, but, but but he also he also called Democrats that. 100%. No, so 100%. But, but in all fairness, he was right in the sense that not only were they – Fake news and the enemy of the people, which I think the, if you if you act the way that they act and you put out false stories and shit, hundred percent of the enemy of the people. And then before he even got in, there was the whole media in collusion with FBI and Obama, every Hillary, everybody, the DNC. They're all spying on the guy. And they're all trying to like get him out of office before he got in. How pissed off would that make you? Be honest. You win fair and square. Russian collusion. I don't care what people are still like, <clears throat> but there was ads on Facebook. Trump did not need Facebook and Russia to be Hillary, the most unlikable human being on the planet. Wouldn't you be pissed off if you were him at everybody, including the media, if when, before you even came in, that swamp was circled around you and everybody was coming at you? Yeah, I, I mean, but I think it's kind of like the chicken or the egg, right? Like, who started it? Who started throwing the throwing the food at each other, right? Okay. And I think as president or somebody running for president, I think you have to be bigger than that. I mean, and why? And why, I think why, I, why do you say that? Is it because we're just Americans, just like because we get screwed over? You guys know this. Every presidency, every government, we, we're getting it. But from what exactly you guys just say, yeah. But people, Americans like to be coddled, and you know, even though they're getting screwed, you know, they want, you know, they want an appetizer, but they want to be taken out to. Like, I would rather have somebody that just doesn't sugarcoat anything and it's just right in your face. We're used to the the nice. While we're getting screwed, Trump doesn't do the appetizers or anything. Trump was just in your face and telling you the truth. And I feel like that, like you said, we're used to nice, kind, tell us what we want to hear. Trump didn't have time for any of that, bro. He's a businessman, and he was right in our faces. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's why so much of the country likes Trump and so much of the country dislikes Trump because people have different ideals of what the president should be. And Trump doesn't fit into that box for so many people, but he, he's that refreshing change for yeah. other people yeah. yeah i agree so would you guys would you guys consider yourself trump haters like do you guys hate the guy no i i don't hate him and and like we made this like when we came back on twitter we said it didn't really accomplish anything when, when we were trolling him if you want to call it that i i feel all it did was make a whole bunch of people on the right pissed off at us and a whole bunch of people on the left it just reinforced their ideas so when we came back we said hey Let's at least create a dialogue and maybe do things a little bit differently. If Trump comes back and starts tweeting or posting on X, whatever you want to call it, I, I don't think we're going to behave the same way as we did in 2019. I don't think it's it's going to accomplish anything if we do. Has, has your opinion uh, about him at all changed since 2016 on how the media treated him, how they – you know things they said about him, the Durham report – you know, even Jake Tapper coming. If you can play the Jake Tapper clip, because, you know, a lot of times people will say, what about the Durham Report? What about this? And what about that? And, you know, they just don't want to talk about it. But then here's 
a, a, a clip from Jake Tapper, who is as a, you know face of the left for you know when it comes onto mainstream media. He's got credibility with the left, and here's what he said. And even his panel's pissed off when he's saying this. Go ahead and play this clip. This first one is about the Durham report. You can play this, and yeah. then we'll go to the next okay. one. Go ahead. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped. And it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It, it is, regardless, devastating to the FBI. And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. Regardless. That's Jake Tapper saying that. Devastates the FBI. It's not like it hurts the FBI. Devastates the FBI. And then here's him talking about uh, uh, the deal with Biden's. Watch this one here. I'm sure you guys have seen this. Can we get the audio on this? About Joe Biden uh, from earlier this month. Um, noting that Hunter Biden admitted in court in July that he was, in fact, paid substantial sums uh, from Chinese companies. Kessler wrote, Hunter Biden reported nearly $2.4 million in income in 2017 and $2.2 million in income in 2018, most of which came from Chinese or Ukrainian interests. But this, and this directly goes against what Joe Biden said in the debate in 2020 uh, with uh, Donald Trump. Take a listen. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about? China. What you None of that is true. He made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. True. So it's from two different debates, but, I mean, Trump was right. I mean, he did make a fortune from China, and Joe Biden was wrong. I don't know that he was lying about it. He might not have been told by Hunter, but this blind spot is a problem. It's a problem, one, because Republicans aren't going to let it go. That's so for sure. So if you want to pause this, and, and, and by the way, so when you watch this and you see what's happened, for many years, a lot of people believe that something happened with Trump and Russia, including people on the right. They're like, maybe something really did happen with Russia. What do we know? I don't know anything. If FBI is investigating, these guys are credible sources. We better believe these guys. And then Durham, they have to say this. And then Biden, he took the money and says, I never, he's never taken money from anybody. And I know for your, your argument's going to be, well, what about the fact that Kushner did that deal with this? I'm targeting specifically this argument here. Has anything with you changed to say, shit, bro, like if you guys are talking with each other, brothers behind closed doors, we're kind of wrong about Russia and this guy. And we're kind of wrong about the Biden and that. And what position are we going to take now? We have to kind of be careful on the approach we take moving forward because we could lose our credibility. Or did you guys, and I didn't follow all the process, maybe you guys did. Did you come out and say, look, we, we were kind of wrong about X, Y, Z, and now we're going to move on? So, about so like Russia. So, I mean, you could say that Trump was right and he was exonerated, which he was, right? Like, I mean, there were no charges filed. But but you say there's nothing going on with Trump and Russia isn't entirely true either. I mean, Paul Manafort, his campaign manager, literally handed campaign data to a Russian spy. And Roger Stone was working with WikiLeaks to get Hillary's emails released. And Trump specifically asked Russia to re release the email. So, so I mean, there's definitely questions there, right? Well, I, and, and I don't think Trump did himself any favor by the way he acted and kind of led those in the left on and kind of pushed this theory uh he was basically calling for wikileaks to release the emails he was firing james comey in the midst of this investigation so like i, I think it's a combination of yeah there were some links to, to me like that gave more ammo to the other side to say you see you see exactly, yes, yeah, okay, exactly. i got you okay yeah, and, and I, I i mean like so you you had these actions where he was yeah. kind of tied to Russia. I mean, was it criminal? Probably not. Like, I don't think it. But it yeah, was. but brother, yeah. there's there's a there's a difference between, you know, something where, 
We have inconclusive evidence that this guy's tied to Russia. You know, Schiff comes out. No, you, you know, and we have this, and, yeah, and then lies. the dossier later on comes out. It's from Hillary. Do you know how dark that is? Like, look, to to say the opponent to be that level of darkness, Hillary, for the thirty-five million to find anything that was supporting were on the back end. Biden was the one that his kid was getting money from Ukraine and Russia. But it's almost as so the question a lot of people ask on the right is whatever they do, they say you did to put it on you. And it puts all the pressure. But the entire time they were doing it, that gets people who like there's three camps right now in America. Let's break down the camps. What are the chances of you voting for Trump in 2024? Zero. Okay. what are the chances of, you know, others voting for Biden in 2024? Zero, yeah. right? Then we have the camp. Put put forty forty on each side. Put forty five forty five on each side. Put whatever number you want on each side. Forty seven forty four. We've heard about the deplorable. You know, we've heard about what all these comments that have been made both sides. Let's put them there. There's a camp in the middle. Some of, some of the center left Dems, okay, libertarians, independents, who are either gonna sit there who say things like, "My voice doesn't matter." Like, yeah, I have a guy here who I've known for 20-something years. He says, what matters if I vote? Yeah, he, his, he doesn't have an audience to say anything whether he votes or not. But if somebody who has a voice says, what, the, what difference does it matter for me not to vote? You actually have an You're influencing others not to vote, right? But for the person that doesn't have any influence and says, what's the difference with me voting or not voting? Or, you know what, maybe I'm going to be voting. I don't know if I like what Biden is doing. I don't know what Trump is doing. This is kind of weird. To the people that are in the middle who maybe didn't vote for Trump, who are not Trump people, they're sitting there and they're saying, look, man, like, so so first you do what? On this day, it does this. Then you do this the next day. On this day, no, man, you guys are targeting. Like, even if you're from that camp, you're either supportive of the fact that they're targeting him or you're sitting there saying, guys, this is, you're crossing the line a little bit. You're almost making me want to like Trump. I can't believe you're doing this. We're almost getting a guy like me who would have never voted him. Let's just say people are saying this, who would have never voted for him to say, I'm going to support this guy because I think you guys are shady. Do you see a part of that happen in America right now? Like even with the whole uh, the, the mugshot where, you know, different rappers are coming out in support of oh Trump and you're doing what they did to us. And, you know, some of the people are sitting there saying, you know, uh, names of rappers that would have never done anything like this who are now coming up. Maybe as a followers, Chief Keef or... You know, Benny the Butcher, these are not like, you know, rappers who claim they're thugs. These are rappers who are, came from Inglewood. In you know, Keith is an Inglewood guy. I had an office in Inglewood. Every time I went to Inglewood, my office, not in L.A., but Inglewood, Chicago, that was a interesting place to come out of. And like, no, we're backing him and we're doing this. A bunch of guys, Little Pump, these are names that are coming out supporting him because they're saying, we now relate to you. Because what they're doing to you, we've been going through with our justice system for years, and we're feeling your pain, and we're going to come back and support you. Do, do you kind of see we, a little bit of that wait. I think we've got to wait. Let, let's see what happens. Let's see if he gets convicted. If, if he's found not guilty or if he's exonerated in any way, the, you know, the trials, you know, it, he gets off anyway. I think, yeah, I mean, that definitely is going to play a huge factor. But, I mean, if he's found guilty in any of the trials, or at least half of them, right? I think it was warranted. But, but don't, it, don't you feel it's a little weird, though, that not only the timing, they just they just announced that he his trial, they made it go to the week before Super Tuesday. The but, day like, before. Well, the day before. Oh, I apologize. The day before. So, like, like it's, it's 
it's scary to see how because mind you they're they're going after him for talking about cheating which I, I saw a clip yesterday of eight minutes of just Hillary and everybody in the media cheating Donald Trump cheated cheated, cheated. It, it just goes on and on and on so he's basically saying that they cheated in 2020 which I mean we've seen videos of ballot harvesting and all that stuff which there was technically there was cheating meanwhile they're using the Department of Justice right now to actively cheat and go after a political opponent. So if, like, you have to be blind to see what's happening, and I think people are waking up to the fact it's like they know that he is way too popular. He's gaining popularity by the day. I just, we talked about this before you guys walked in. I don't know what the left is up to, but I don't know if that's their main thing to not have him run because he's getting more popular. Like, do you guys see how they're kind of using, like, the Department of Justice to go after this guy? I, I mean, if, if you think that there's there's nothing in between there and Biden's just saying, hey, Merrick Garland, and go after him, then yeah, but that's not how it works. Uh, you can have this theory that there's all these discussions taking place behind the scenes, but there are separations. There's separations powers. There's the, the courts have to decide, hey, a judge needs to sign off on a warrant, a subpoena. There's a grand jury. There's four independent grand juries, and they've all indicted him. And, yeah, you can say it's easy to indict somebody. Especially if they're all in the same – I mean, think about right. it. They're all Democratic-run cities. They're all Democratic – they're all – I think the better question is this. So, you know, so imagine you put four tweets, okay, and you target John Doe or you target anybody. Exactly 24 hours after those tweets, you all of a sudden get sued. You think there's a pattern there? Or you think that's accidental and coincidental? If you think that's accidental and coincidental, you really are a man of faith. You, you, <laughs> you really believe in, you know. Uh, can, can you play this video I just sent you? I just want you to watch this here. I mean, this is, this is just a clip for you to watch. And I, I, I sincerely want your real reaction to, to this, to say, no, this was all a coincidence. If you can just play this. Intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. Then April 4th, the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, indicts Trump in that hush money case. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. Then the very next day, look at this, Jack Smith indicts Trump in the Mar-a-Lago document case. July 27th, Jack Smith adds more charges in the Mar-a-Lago case. From what I am told... They are very upset with how he has treated them. The very next day, Jack July Smith indicts Trump August for the 1st. January 6th case. Later in the afternoon or that night and that evening, Fulton County August, DA Bonnie August, Willis August, charges Trump already. and 18 others in the Georgia 2020 election probe. Yet another set of indictments. There she is. And I feel great, uh. just, just great profound sadness that uh, we have a former president who has been indicted uh, for so many uh, charges that went right to the heart of whether or not our democracy would survive. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. Of course. Okay, so Chuck Schumer gave actually very good counsel, right? But here's the question. <laughs> Brother, I mean, you, Brian, five different times the day something bad news comes about Biden's, the next day, <laughs> you have but, to say, but, but, brothers, but. that is so bold. Like, you are no longer holding back and worried about average 
people in the public voters to say, hey, guys, can you guys make it a little less obvious? You're like, I don't, I don't want this Trump guy to win, but you make it a little too obvious that my friends are saying this. I don't really know what to tell these guys right now. So, like, flip it around, though. Yeah. Why are you saying that? The, so you have the political side, which yeah. is going after Hunter Biden, right? So they're conducting all these interviews. They're, they're conducting investigations. They know about when any indictment's going to come. We knew that the Fonnie Willis was going to come sometime in August. You're saying that the judicial branch and the court systems are going after Trump because this Hunter Biden news is coming out. It's much more likely that the political side, the House, is going after Hunter Biden around the same time to cover the media coverage of the Trump indictment. I wouldn't that say would, much more likely, yeah. but I'd say I'd say could be either way. No, like if you, you're on the left, you, you lose think credibility there because whoever comes last was intentional. Not who, whoever. Hear me out. Like for example, if I punch you first, okay, uh-huh. okay, boom, you punch me back. It's a reaction. You're waiting. If you uh, let's just say all of a sudden get accused of, if you get accused of stealing money from me. And then the next day you say, but did you see what he did seven years ago? And then it happens again, but did you see this? And it happens again. It's the next day. They're not even waiting for a week or two weeks. What if if I said I'm going to punch you tomorrow and you punch me first? No, no, that's not. Well, how this oh, so, thing so works. do you not stop. do you not think that stop. Trump's attorneys are communicating with Kevin McCarthy stop. in the House? Stop it! You're. Look, look, I mean, we don't way, know, right? No, we don't but, know. But what you're saying is, it's so delusional. That, for example, I'll give you an idea. We can talk about NATO and and BRICS and Ukraine and Russia next, right? I, I have a hard time sitting there and being super supportive of allowing BRICS to do whatever they want to do. And, and that's more democratic position I may have because it's kind of like, listen, man, there's three letters in bricks that, you know, two letters in bricks I'm not comfortable with. There's nobody in the EU I'm worried about or NATO I'm worried about, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, who am I worried about in EU? Germany? They're going to attack us? Am I worried about UK today? Not that things could change in the next yeah. 4, 10, 15 years. A new leader comes in, but I'm worried about China because they hate us. I'm worried about Russia. Totally get that, right? I'm being very reasonable with you for you guys to, you know, sit there and say, yeah, but turn it around. It's delusional. The next day, you're coming out with a summer lawsuit to target this guy. It shows a lot of weakness. What it does to me, being raised in Iran, living there for 10 years, <laughs> to a mother whose entire family were communists, pretty much, and my dad who were imperialists, and I lived in Germany at a refugee camp for a couple of years. I watched this, and I'm like, yeah, America's becoming a banana republic like many other places, and they're using it to eliminate an audience. My friend called me from Ecuador, who was my groomsman at my wedding. And he's telling me, did you hear about what happened here in Ecuador? What happened? The candidate, the Republican candidate, two weeks away from election, he's leaving one of his campaigns. He gets in the car. Three guys shoot him. They kill him. The cops get a hold of one of the guys. They take him back to the police station. And in the police station, the guy somehow dies. They shoot him and kill him. (laughs) Weird. That's never happened in America before, right? Of course, no one's ever... Guy named Jack Ruby takes yeah. out Lee Harvey Oswald before we find out what was really behind it. And it's not like that was a big event that happened in the history of America. No. It's just a president getting assassinated, right? I mean, you can't say that when it's five times in a row. I don't know. Do I, I can, yeah. though, because you know that Trump's lawyers. I, I know Trump, you can't say that because you want to believe no, that. No, but no, it's truly but concerning I, but I can say when you the think same it's thing wrong. about you, though. So, so listen, 
are you saying that Trump's attorneys didn't have a good inclination of when he was going to be indicted or when these different things were coming down? No. He if did. I, he was I, tweeting about it. You, he was tweeting, I, I, I'm going to be indicted tomorrow. You know what a bold gangster does? Do you know what a bold gangster – how does a bold gangster kill somebody? I don't know. You tell me. In a public daylight. Oh. In front, like an American gangster. You ever seen the movie American Gangster? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the scene? He's at the coffee shop with his cousins, and they're all sitting there, and a guy he sees that's on the other side that didn't pay his money. He goes up to him, and it's played by the good-looking guy, Idris. Uh, w- w- Idris I don't know his uh, uh, Elba. Uh, uh, what's his last name? Idris, Idris Elba. Elba. Yeah, good-looking guy, and he goes up to him and says, "Hey, I thought you were going to pay me my tax, ten percent. I didn't get any of the money." He starts laughing in his face. In daylight, he grabs the gun, boom, boom, shoots him, puts some cash, goes back and has breakfast, and takes <laughs> the sugar, puts it back. In the-, the left, what they're doing today, the closest thing I can see to them is what Frank Lucas did in daylight. They don't give a shit. They want everybody to know. You F with us, the intelligence community, sponsored by Chuck Schumer, we're going to publicly, intentionally do it, and you can't say nothing about it. But here's a problem. There's a big problem with this, Brian. And Ed, short term, Frank Lucas was a star. Long term, Frank Lucas eventually gets caught and arrested. But sometimes it takes a few years for Frank Lucas to have a lot of power in the streets, and that's kind of what they got today. They're not going to have this forever. Life doesn't work this way. God's a powerful God, and men and women of faith who believe in uh, the powerful organizations like the DOJ or the mob who try to bully regular people for a certain period, you can do it. Eventually, the real people of value who don't like tolerating stuff like this stand up and say, yeah, it's too much. You're bullying people. We're not okay with it. You can do this to this guy, Donald Trump. He's going to come and go, but America's bigger than just one person. You cannot ever do something like this again. To put the fear, you know how many people, friends that I know that I'd love them to run for office. I had a conversation yesterday with a guy to eleven thirty at night. You know who this guy is, and he's from the left, and he can't stand Donald Trump. We had a very good conversation together, very good. You know how many people that love America who want to run for office, they're not running. You know why they're not running? Because all they're seeing is, man, I don't want them to do to us what they did to Trump. I, 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 I mean, that that's fair, right? But yeah. I mean. I feel like you're stating this as this is what's happening, and I don't, five I don't know. Days, like, right, five times, not I, once or twice or three but, times. But like, if you listen, but if you listen to the left, they're saying the opposite, right? You're saying they're the Comers pushing out all this Stop stuff. It. Well, but I mean, it's is it they possible? Tell me, it. do you think it's possible? It, no, that it's not. It's not possible. It's not possible. No, because that's not how this works. The way this works is what you do the day after. Okay, what should do the day, any kind of bad news that comes out against Hunter Biden, the day after they target Trump, the day after, like, it is so bold, it ain't even funny how bold they are. Trump is such an expert at getting ahead of the media cycle. Like, he's done that his whole career, whether it was in business, whether it was when he's president. Wait, you think Trump, Trump wants Hunter Biden, the news about Hunter Biden to be the top of the news cycle, and then his stuff comes on the bottom it's of the news cycle. You, it's what he's done his entire not, life. By the way, go look at our last 20 podcasts. And check to see how many times we talk about Hunter Biden. I don't care talking about Hunter Biden. Yeah. You know why I don't talk about Hunter Biden? You're going to catch him? How often do I talk about Hunter Biden? How often in this podcast do we talk about Hunter Biden? I don't think you know. Um, I, I might not br- the most often thing we talk yeah. about. Not even it's, top, it's, top 10 And, and he's a guy that voted for Biden publicly. I give $1,000 to this guy on a podcast. He, he, I he, said he was... Gonna win. That's but you much. voted for him as well. 
Correct. Yeah. Meaning I, so, I took but, a lot of money because I played but, the Vegas odds. But, but, but you also voted. So there's money yeah. and you voted. The point I'm making to you is this is a guy that was a Biden supporter. He's not a Trump guy. I would just so, say I voted for him. I wouldn't say I was a supporter. Just like yeah. if I vote, voting is supporter. Just yeah, like right. if I vote for Trump this time, I'm not a Trump supporter. I mean, technically no, you are. If, you're if, supporting the listen, guy. You're, I'm not going to but any you, you could be voting against the other candidates. True, but you're still like, listen to me. If if you're putting a vote. You're supporting his Adam, presence. Adam you just want got to a little sensitive. No, you it's offend. possible let me, to think that let me both explain. people suck, but you have to pick Let me one. explain. That is a form of supporting. It's in English. Like if I go to Starbucks over 7-Eleven <laughs> and they both suck, I support <laughs> Starbucks. That's yeah. how this works. Okay, yeah. so let me go back to the point. The point I'm trying to make to you is I don't care to talk about Hunter Biden. I don't care to talk about Hunter Biden. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Go ahead and talk about, you know, oh, my God, look what happened over here. That's not our show. Yeah. We're, we're regular people who uh, have families, have lives. We have different lives that we live, all three of us. But even Tom that's here, Tom's in a very different life that he lives than these guys live. He's living a different life, way different than the life he's living, way different than the life Tom's living, way different than the life I'm living. Um, but for us, when you do that five times in a row, the average person sits there. Even from your side who voted for Biden, even those, they say, it's a little fishy, man. It's a little fishy when you're doing this. I mean, Schumer said, don't do it. You did it. Now they're coming after you. They're ruining your life. So going back to it. So many guys that ought to consider running don't want to run because the spectacle of what they did the last six years, they stole the guy's life. So when he, he became a president, he couldn't do anything for the first three years because it was Russia. He couldn't do anything the last year because it was COVID. Because the first three years, it was all Russia. Nobody believed him. The last year was COVID. He's the worst president of all time. You, li- you realize they literally stole four years of him being able to do anything. Doesn't that happen with every president? No, I mean, not, like that, not at that level. Tell me, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say it was extreme. Obama. Go to Obama. No, no go to Obama. I, I'd say Biden. They're doing no, no, it with go Biden, Obama. right? Go to Obama. Go yeah, right before Ob- him. Obama. I, Biden, I agree. Go to Obama. Every I, news station, Colbert, love- Obama. You know, uh, 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 oh. Leno when he was still on, or you got Kimmel, Fallon, oh, MSNBC, ABC. Him. This is the greatest president of all. Oh. The guy got a Nobel Prize the day you know he, after, for nothing. They for they nothing. painted him as the greatest president of all time and prior to shit. even doing anything. And everybody was supposed to just sit down, bow down to this guy being the greatest of all time, and we took it. Yeah, like, we, like we, so before before Trump, that's how things were. But apparently now well, things are changing. Why? Right? Because but but ask the question why? Do you realize what was the most humiliating uh, a moment of uh, Obama's uh, presidential run? What was the most embarrassing moment of uh, Obama's run? When he uh, made the White House uh, do the flag. No, the LGBT no, no, no. flag. Wearing well, that was suit. pretty interesting. That was pretty interesting. I don't think that was the most no individually, not oh, not right, as a yeah. country. We looked embarrassing as a country, but as an individual. When what did he, he look? wear uh, khaki pants? <laughs> yeah. One that one time. <laughs> I actually the right think people flip you out. He wore yeah. a khaki but suit. This, yeah. do I, How you dare you, Obama? Just, let me just say this. I want to make this color. point. Make the point. Just so just so you ask me about this guy, I think he's a guy. I would be totally cool having dinner with. I think we'd have fun talking sports. I think we'd have fun talking politics. I think I would like sitting down with this guy and enjoying a show with him, okay, Obama. When I watched him on different shows, I liked watching him. It wasn't like I didn't like watching him. What was the most embarrassing moment of his career when he was a president? When he was doing the Fallon or the Kimmel show and is reading all the tweets and he reads this tweet and he says, you know, President Obama may go down as the single worst president in the history of America, something like that. And then what does he do? He grabs the phone. He says, oh, yeah, at least I will go down 
as the president, the a president, president, and he as a tooth, and he drops his phone, right? Okay, and then what happens at the dinner where he's making fun of Donald Trump? He'll never win. Do you know how competition works? This guy's from streets of Chicago. Obama's very competitive. Do you think out of the 7.7 billion people around the world, if there was one person he was not okay with becoming president, you know who it was? Only one guy. Yeah, and the guy he didn't want, won. And then later on, Obamagate comes, worse than Watergate, where Glenn Greenwald just a few days ago here yeah. explained how much worse Obamagate was spying on Trump's pre uh, campaign for Trump to win. And then he has to live that for the rest of his life. Yeah, no. So what happens there? Everybody in media that loved him, and who were close to him, speculation, this is my speculation, hey, guys, he humiliated our favorite president of all time, Barack Obama. we got to target this guy and ruin his life. And ruin his life, they did. Now, he's Teflon, so he can handle it. Mm -hmm. But ruin his life, they did. And then four years later, COVID, excellent opportunity they used to kick him out. And boom, now they're arresting the guy every other day in that. And what a great strategy these guys use. Brilliant. But all of it goes back to this and, 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 guy named Barack Obama. And, and Brian, Ed, uh, just out of curiosity, and I hate now that we brought him up, I have to talk about it. The Hunter laptop. Okay, laptops because he left a couple at that place. We found out this year with the Twitter, the Twitter files that, and this is, I don't care how you spin it, this is cheating. That there was so much information on there about him, his father, the big guy, all these deals, that the FBI, in conjunction, colluded with Twitter and all these social media places to... Stop that story. To suppress the story, anybody that tweeted about it, anybody that spoke about it, you were taken off uh, all these platforms. That is actively cheating to help one political party. So no matter what anybody says, that 100% affected them. They did a poll, Pat, of voters, and they said, if you knew what was on this laptop and all the shit that was with him and his father, would it have swayed your vote? And what was it, like 40% were like, yeah, we probably would have, we wouldn't have voted for him. So at the end of the day, from the Russia collusion to all this to the laptop, that system that he's talking about, oh, 53 of Americans made aware of the Hunter Biden laptop story would have changed their vote. So, guys, be honest, let's just let's be men about this. That isn't cheating for you. That uh, is that cheating? So I, I disagreed with the uh, fact that Twitter deleted that New York Post article. So you, I, I think that was wrong. Do you uh, call it cheating? But hold on, do you call it cheating? It, I wouldn't say it's cheating because Twitter acted as a private company. Twitter did not act at the behest of the FBI. They may may have been... They were there. Hold on. They, they were actively going there telling them, we're with the FBI. The, In, the White House sent us... Don't put this story out because it'll help a political campaign. No, but, but that's, that's, not, that's not what the FBI told Twitter. Though. Yes, they did. No, they, did you read the Twitter files? Of they, course we did. They said huh. it was misinformation, and Twitter decided based on what the FBI— <laughs> so, so, How's it misinformation? So if the FBI, if the government entity the FBI, says that this They is, said it had the characteristics oh, of Russian information. Bro, that, that's, that's what cheating. they let— that, no, no. If they had the characteristics, so that's the FBI, the same FBI that said that dragged us to this Russian collusion bullshit. If they say that, if there's characteristics, they know. Come on. So, they so, know so what the, they were doing. The letter said there's characteristics of Russian disinformation, yeah, Russia, which, yeah, which, yeah. Are, which are arguably it could have been, right? I, but and, come well, on. So, I mean, so. Uh, and are you joking uh, right now? You've been. Uh, no, no, so, no, I'm, I'm telling <laughs> no, you what I, happened. I, no. I, I actually want to leave you to speak, and I want to be. Yeah, yeah. And I want to hear you. <gasps> so, are you sincerely being serious about what you I'm just said? telling you what they said that's okay. all i'm doing no, no no i understand that but you're saying it in a way where I, you think I that's disagree. a valid i disagree 100 percent 
with the fact that Twitter removed that article. Okay. 100%. So then if they would have kept it, 53% said that would have changed the way they would have yeah. voted. That could have meant the difference of Trump being president versus Biden. Yes? Yes. It could have, yes. That's and I think twi- what Twitter did was well, absolutely they, well, wrong. Then, I, I don't think it was – I don't think they – the, the idea that the FBI forced them to remove it, they didn't. The, the FBI has – Donald Trump himself asked Twitter to remove tweets from Twitter, right? Is that, so is that stay, election interference stay, too? I stay, mean, stay, stay on this topic here. Yeah. Stay on this topic here. So you just said yes. It would have uh, uh, changed the um, – I don't know if it would have changed the election. You said yes. It, it may would have, have been, though. Yeah. No, I mean you're, you're, you guys are – if there's – you guys are smart guys. You, you know, you're not you're not guys that are dumb guys. You guys are smart guys. So if you're smart, just be the smart guy that you are. So if that is the case, so now watch this. Do, you know, when you when you think about in sports when somebody wins with a method of cheating, okay, there was a guy who was a guy that was fighting, and at the end, this other guy ended up being paralyzed. He ended up dying. The, the guy had. At the end of the fight, the father, have you guys seen this video? It's a very emotional video where so. the father comes in. And at the end of the fight, the father, who's the trainer, grabs the opponent's hand and he starts doing this to the, to the gloves. He does this to the gloves because he saw what they did to his face. Hmm. And then he says, he calls it, and the guy's like, no, no, he starts, have you ever seen this clip or no? He, has, he, had, he puts stuff uh, in You his... have to find this video, Rob. Right? And, and let me tell you, they find the gloves, they open it up. No. And in the gloves, there was metal and rocks. Damn. The father, like, it is the most, my my body just got the, I just got the chills all over my body. You have to watch this video. It's so freaking hard to watch. I'll find it out. When I respond back to them, I'll I'll find it. I'll send it to you. This kid, for the rest of his life, lived out of a uh, uh, wheelchair. He was paralyzed for life. I mean, that guy cheated, ruined his life. So imagine the rage on half of America who were publicly humiliated for losing, who supported a guy that they wanted to go again, and COVID hurt him, and not only that, that tweet hurt him, in their eyes, he should be the president, and now this guy deserves another four years in their eyes. Now you're doing this again five times in a row the day after with knowing the fact that Hunter Biden's taking money, knowing the fact that in the history of the White House, if there's ever been cocaine, I don't know how much cocaine Lincoln did at the White House, but there's not a lot of research on him having cocaine back in the days. So cocaine's only going to be linked to one guy. Now we're supposed to say, nah, it's not going to be him. It's probably somebody else. Honestly, it's probably Donald Trump Jr. somehow snuck in there, did cocaine and left. That's probably him. We have to. You realize how the American people feel like, why do you talk to us like we're dumb and stupid? At this point, I'm okay with buying some propagandas you want to sell. But the moment you start looking at me as I'm stupid, the voters like, I'm sick of you treating me like I'm an idiot. I'm not an idiot. I know what you're doing. And you can't win. So that's the rage. The fact that even a guy like yourself said that could have influenced it. Yeah, I, I mean, the left is probably outraged as well that the, the Republicans are talking about impeaching Joe Biden, right? Like, and they feel the same way about that. They feel like the Republicans are. Well, I mean, you had to look at it from that point of view as well, right? I, I, but, but again, <laughs> you, 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 what you're saying is the left is also. By the way, I'm not supportive of either one of them impeaching anybody. Just just go do your thing. Unless yeah. if it's like so this impeaching game is not a game I support. I don't even I've not one time talked to you about them impeaching Biden. Not one time on our podcast. It's not an article I'm interested in. I'm not interested in that kind of stuff. That's gonna make this country the greatest country in the world, the shittiest country in the world. We're gonna join a bunch of different people. Yeah. But this is a cause of they impeached Trump how many times? Twice. 
And what happened? Nothing. Yeah, but they just wanted. To, I, did anybody expect anything but, else to but happen? But that wasn't. No. The, but why did they do it? Then yeah, they, I mean, I, I don't argue it's that. It's purely to humiliate the guy. Yeah, that's the only reason you do it. Yeah, they it's just, a political tool. Well, yeah, then guess is. what? So if the right is sitting here right now, they're doing it. It's cause. It was stemmed by the left. You started it. Like this whole well, thing. Well, you could say the Clinton impeachment started it too. The Clinton impeachment, I'm also not supportive of that with the Clinton impeachment. What happened there? If you impeach him, you want to go impeach all the other however many presidents that yeah. we got to go back and do that with? No, I'm not supportive of that. But this one, that one at least there was a proof. He came out and said, I did not have. And then he says, I have to apologize. And then boom. And then it is what it is. Obviously, in today's climate, that would be a regular day on a Tuesday. That would get him Trump's administration. Yeah. Well, can I, can I, I guess, add to the conversation? Maybe we'll, uh, you know, by the way, if we were having this conversation one year from now, this is a cute conversation. I would say, oh, you know, we're sort of getting along. By the way, fast forward a year from now, you guys, you talked about fighting and arm wrestling. Shit would be going down because the, the the temperature in the room is is at right. a very you know comfortable 72 right now go to august september of 2024 it's about to be 98 degrees and about to be 104 degrees because shit's going to get very very heated so you know we're, we're having this conversation but you know justin timberlake used to say he sang the song like what goes around comes around what goes around that yeah. that's exactly what's happening in politics yeah and it, and yeah. and, and no matter what conversation we have, no matter what happens, here's what I can guarantee to everybody out there. Every four to eight years, get ready for a new president. Get ready for a Republican president. Get ready for a Democratic president. Why is that? Just look at the proof. The proof is in the pudding. Every four to eight years, America basically has a bipolar episode and says, well, you know, those guys suck. Let's try the other side. Well, you know, those guys suck. Let's try the other side. You talk about Clinton and, and uh, basically his, his uh, term came up in 2000 and that you know, Gore Bush, they flipped on um, Clinton. They went to Gore. Um, they went to Bush. And that, that was a whole election fraudulent chads, ballots, everything's going on. Then you have everything that happened with John Kerry. And then it became Obama. And then it became McCain. And then it became the Bushes. And then it became this. And that. we're just used to this by now. We know this thing by now. But it did get uglier under Trump. Where am I going with all this? Here's what we do know for a fact. How many, how many people live in America? 330 million. How many people vote? 150 million. So almost half the country, let's say. What if I were to tell you, how many people do you think run this country? What's your number? Like, how many people run this country? And I don't mean like the oligarch, social media, tech. How many people sway the votes of this country every four to eight years? What's your number? It's probably under under 500, I think. 500 people? No, no but you're not. Yeah. But, but you're not asking the question yeah. directly. The voters, you're saying out the of the voters. 150 million voters, yes. what percentage uh, yeah. of, or like the left, the yes. right, the independent, what percentage right. sways the election? How many people? Uh, this isn't a trick it's, question. It's, it's like small percentage. Yeah. I would say there's 50 to 100 thousand yeah. people in this country that sway mm-hmm. the entire electorate of this country. Okay, so who am I talking about? The people in Fulton County, Georgia, in in. Uh, in uh, Arizona, everything that's going on there in Arizona, certain state uh, counties in Wisconsin, Michigan, um, Ohio, even Pennsylvania, like the entire country is basically at the whims of the same people that voted for Obama, then voted for Trump, then voted for Biden, and will wait to be seen what they end up doing in 2024. These people run the country. 
So, you know, Pat hit the nail on the head that, you know, whether you call it 45 and 47 or 48 and 42, 90% of the country has their mind up. Congratulations. Good for you. There's 0% chance that no matter what evidence anybody shows you, you're not voting for Trump. Straight up. Yes? Yeah. yeah. No matter what anybody shows Vinny, there's a very, very high likelihood there's no chance he's voting for Biden. Correct? 100 There you go. My vote is completely for sale at this point. <laughs> I am one of those 100,000 people sure. being like, yeah, uh, wasn't a Trump guy. Ugh, Biden's a mess. Ugh, Trump's indictment. I don't know. I could flip my vote. I'm 1 million percent you, up for would sale. Would you vote third party, though? No, because it's a wasted yeah. vote. So I, I'm truly one of those people being like, don't Trump don't like Trump's personality whatsoever, but policies kind of are better. And then you have Biden. It's like, yeah, these policies kind of suck, but at least I don't, it's not nails on a chalkboard. Would you board. say you're at least he's also- not a walking vegetable? But he's also my vote is important in Florida. What's my point with all this kind of stuff like that? You know, there's certain people on the left that have Trump derangement syndrome, straight up. There's certain people on the right where you've proclaimed that these people are part of a cult. No, for the record, I don't. I don't consider them a cult. But you did tweet that. No, I, I, it was a question. It was okay. A question. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Sorry. I, 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 re- I really, I really don't believe that they're That's a cult. Fine. Like, but I don't. maybe there's ten percent of the country that are free thinkers. Like you, you, you said that some of your family is Democrats. Some of your family is Republicans. Yes. In my household, my mom, no matter what I tell this woman, there's a zero percent chance she's voting for Trump. Zero. No matter. I'm like, it's Trump or a ham sandwich. She's like, well, I don't really eat ham, but okay, I guess. <laughs> Whatever I tell my sister, whatever she finds out, she's 100% voting for Trump. Why? Because she met him once. So, <laughs> But the, ultimately what is happening in this country is just because someone votes for the other option, this binary option, we don't need to hate our neighbors or hate our family. And that's where we're at in this country yeah. is that if you voted for the other side, you're the enemy. And it's emblematic of where we are. And it's only getting worse. So I guess, you know, Kyle Kalinske, I don't even know if we have that clip. He hates you guys because you're more left than him. Okay? And there's you hate Trump because he's supposedly a liberal. Now he's, you know, a conservative, what have you. Uh, ultimately, my thing is, do we really end up need to hating our neighbors because they vote for a different side of the aisle? No, it's absurd. Like half my friends, probably more than half my friends are Trump supporters. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's ridiculous that what the country has come to. And How many friends have you lost because you've been anti-Trump? None that I'm aware of. No, that's not true. No, seriously, yeah. I, I don't think I've lost a single friend. Well, then you're the anomaly because there's a lot of f- people out there that will not be friends with the other side. And then just to Pat's point, the, the political motivation about like, all right, uh, news comes out, about that whole thing about May 5th, yeah. May 6th, May 7th, yeah. like everything with that. What would you, how would you describe that? Everything just basically the, the smoke and gun sort of analogy that anytime there's bad news, they'll, they'll basically indict Trump. Guys, it's true. Just look at the – like sometimes it's right in front of your face. So are things politically motivated? Yes. So, so are, I'm, is the I'm Justice willing, Department weaponized? I'm willing yes. to wait. I'm willing to wait and see what the outcome of the trial is. Like I don't think I should be taking sides either way. Like. You've already taken your side. No, 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 but what I'm saying is I don't know if Trump's guilty. I don't know. Maybe it is politically motivated. I don't know. I I can see both sides. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, where Patrick here says that the DOJ is releasing these indictments because the Hunter Biden's. What are you you waiting for? You've already acknowledged that there's zero percent chance you're voting for Trump. So who gives a shit? Even if they exonerate him, you're not voting for him. So what does it matter? Uh, yeah, so it doesn't matter point. in that sense. No. You're so right. you're, you don't give a shit about evidence. Either does Vinny. Like, well, I, I do. I, you don't I, give for, a, you, No, you don't. 
But not because not, not for the elec- said, not for the election. I wouldn't change my vote. Yeah. So that's my not. point. That's where we're at in this country. You have, you're just clinging to your beliefs. There's no evidence, no facts that will help you sway your vote, and that's fine. That's on you. Do your vote. But to me, that's an emblematic of where we are. If someone says, by the way, the Russia thing was all a fucking hoax. By the way, it was all fraud. By the way, the Justice Department was all weaponized. By the way, all the information that you've used to surmise your opinion is all false. Here's the here's the actual evidence. You're like, yeah, I don't care. I'm still going to vote. For no, you. so so, so you're voting for that's personality. Not, that's not necessarily that's not necessarily true. Like you there, just said, no, so but, you're, you're Ed. Yeah, but here, Ed, you just said there was a zero percent chance that you're voting for Trump. Yeah, you're voting for Trump, but, but but that's not that doesn't necessarily mean I'll vote for Biden though. So I could just sit the election out. I mean, right. or vote third party just to make a point. That's weak, though. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna vote for somebody that I think is a bad president, right? So, so, so just just because yeah. he's found to be not guilty doesn't mean that that changes my mind on whether I think he should be president. There's other reasons. Can, can what I, are the other can, reasons? Well, can I, I'll, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, just just policies, his divisiveness. I, I mean, before he was indicted, I wouldn't have in, I wouldn't have voted for him. But, but but you did say at the at the beginning of the podcast, I wrote it down. You said, you know, uh, 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 approach versus policies. You liked some of his policies. Right. You, yeah, you, so, but, so, but some of his policies. It's yeah. his approach you don't like. It's right. because of his Divisive, approach that you're not yeah. going to vote for him. That, that's a that's a big part of it. There are pol- I, I prefer the liberal policies over the. Which kind of divisiveness do you do you like less, public or private divisiveness? Uh, define each. I tell you to your face, I don't no. like you, versus I tell you to your face, I like you so much, but I go behind your back and tell everybody how much of a whatever you are. Which one do you respect more? I, I respect I respect the public. I do I, as well. Right. But, yeah. That's but, that's what half the American people yeah. respect. Half the American people uh, uh, kind of respect the fact that he's not telling you something publicly and, you know. If he doesn't like somebody, he's going to tell you. We as Americans, uh, uh, for whatever reason, you know, as an immigrant myself who came here from another place, we're super skeptical. Super skeptical. Uh, and and for me, I think Jay-Z said best in one of his songs. says, don't tell me what somebody said about me. Tell me why that person was so comfortable to tell you what they said about yeah. me. Right? Okay. I, I I respect the guy. You know, they used to say 10, 15 years ago, they said no one from New York. America is not ready for a president from New York. And this wasn't even with uh, Trump. This was pre-Trump. Somebody from New York was running. I don't know if it was Christie that ran before Trump. There was somebody from New York running and saying America is not ready for a New York president because the way people are in New York is just too much. You know, you're from Jersey, so you kind of know the style of New York. I mean, Giuliani, I guess. Uh, you know what? It could have been Giuliani. That's the, yeah, it could have been Giuliani. Yeah. And then. But today, I think Americans with social media are kind of like, you know what, man, I must much rather prefer a straight up guy that's going to tell me how he feels than the fake stuff. Because what social media did is just 20 years ago, 30 years ago, a lot of this stuff would have gotten away. And people like us, we couldn't create a content to just talk to regular people about our concerns. We just had to listen to those five, six different channels, right? Mm -hmm. Social media actually got... Some of the American people to say, I prefer a guy that's going to be straight up with me than the guy that's being deceiving me or divisive. So, yeah, I mean, I can understand your point about being divisive, but man, we got to. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Like, like I, I will say I respect him speaking his mind, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, that's fine. I think that just some of the wording he uses and the things he says can divide us and he could 
say it in a different way. I don't know if I disagree. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to sit here and say, oh, you're wrong and all this stuff. I totally get it. it, it that's his wiring. You know how uh, uh, when Republicans say stuff like, you know, if he would only stop them. Who are you to tell him he's going to change at 74 or now 70? What is he, 77 or 70? How old is he right now? I don't know how old he is. 77. You, you think he's going to change now? No. Zero. He ain't changing no. this guy. So either you have to take him for who he is, or you ain't changing no 77-year-old guy, right? right. So I, I get what you're saying, that maybe some of his words he says could you know divide into all this stuff. Let's transition to a different can, thing. Can I bring up one little thing that yeah. you just said? And I think it's very important yeah. because you know we are five dudes sitting around having a podcast. Men are way more comfortable hearing the straight-up facts. Here's the fucking deal. Vinny, you look like shit today. Thanks, Adam. All right, you're good. I appreciate if it. If you tell a girl that, she will lose her mind. Of course. The truth hurts. Okay? The truth hurts. And that's why, you know, they say facts don't care about your feelings. Men are a lot more comfortable hearing, you know, the tough news, the tough pill to swallow. Like, would you, how how'd you position the question? Would you rather hear the uh, tough news behind your back or in front of your face? How would you, you word it, Pat? Okay, so men are comfortable with that. That's why by an overwhelming margin, you know, men vote for Trump, right? Whereas most women cannot take the cold, hard truth, right? And they will, you know, not want to hear the bad news. You know, the whole thing with Trump was, what do you, you know, the 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 economy's going to shit, inflation's falling apart, gas prices, you know, Afghanistan, everything you want to put, Ukraine, everything, Order. but no more mean tweets. Yeah. So the, the rhetoric is is yeah, really they, the, the biggest problem, especially for women. I, I don't know if that's the majority of the reason why women don't vote for him. I think there's other reasons, too, like abortion and the, his Trump's comment about grabbing women. And, you know, like I think there's other things at play there, too. Mo but Most but people that, vote that, that for might... personality, not policies. Yeah. Most people. That, that's would true. you agree? Yeah, I would. And they just can't handle his personality. And a lot of people can. I get it. I totally understand. But, I mean, Biden doesn't have a personality. Zero. So, he doesn't I mean, even know, I, he doesn't I mean, even know so, what the hell he is. Would you acknowledge the only reason that Biden got elected was because he was Trump. not Trump? Yeah, exactly. Okay, Absolutely. Nobody's exactly. rallying for Biden. Yeah. He's, he's beatable. He's vulnerable. Nobody... Nobody's nobody has Biden side. Nobody's on the front excited line. about Biden. Zero. Yeah. It's just you've got 30, 35 percent of the country that is obsessed with Trump. Nobody has that candidacy. Nobody has that. And you have 50 percent of the country that's like, yeah, I hate that guy. Yeah. And it's a law of large numbers. Like, so Trump brings people to the polls. That's why we correct. saw two record breaking election, two record breaking candidates, you know, yeah. all because of Trump. Yeah, we went to the GOP uh, debates, and it, it was almost like, wait, the main fighter's not here? Like, we were just watching undercards, and it was it was cool to watch, but I was just like, it missed, like, you got, like that personality. And, uh, Pat, you're going to go to somewhere, because I, I just wanted to ask, do you guys think we would be where we are today with all the, I mean, crime is ridiculous, the border, gun violence, inflation, recession, and at the end of the day, do you guys think, the Russia situation would be happening because if Trump was this Russian asset, he he's Putin's bitch. I, we heard all that. Does any of that happen? Like he waited for Biden to come in to Putin to do his attack and everything. Do you guys think and would that would Trump's presidency have changed any of that? I you know I, it's hard to say. I don't know what Trump would have done. Would he have just said we're siding with Putin? Like we're not going to get involved and let Putin take more Ukrainian land? I mean. He didn't really do much on Crimea, right? So mm -hmm. I don't know. It could, it could have gone many different ways. Well, yeah, it's really it, yeah like, like maybe there would be other concessions and maybe Putin wouldn't have 
invaded. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to say. It's hard, but yeah. but but it's it's weird though that nothing happened. We didn't hear nothing about. I mean, we heard Ru- Russia obviously, but nothing happened while he was in. And then once Biden was in, it was like, hey, it's attack time. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but I mean, you, one could also argue that Trump was kind of kind of siding with Putin on a lot of issues. So why would Putin do it then? Why not wait until another president came along? Like, if Putin went into Ukraine, we don't know how Trump would have reacted. And I don't think Putin would either, right? Like, I don't think, you know, it's, it's, it was, I think Trump had that, had that indecisive, I don't want to say indecisive, indecisiveness. Like volatility. Yeah. I think that scared a lot of people, a lot of other leaders. Of course. So what about everything else? So what about the border and inflation and it's i mean we're we're a, a completely different country that we were so so the bo- the border nuts. so yeah. the border i think a lot of trump again it goes back to trump's volatility and trump's trump's policies of kind of you know we had the separation of children from parents we had uh trump basically threatening them in with words i think that scared immigrants away i think and now now we have Good. Influx of don't people. come. Yeah, so we <laughs> have come legally. Come well, good. Well, 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 so what I'm saying is, we I don't think, have room for you. I think he scared them by go to your sanctuary cities. The Mex- the Remain in Mexico policy. I think that you know kept people down there. I, women were raped because I, of it, but it scared them. They're like, we're not going to attempt to bring our kids here. We might get separated from them. We might get smuggled by other individuals in Mexico. Good. Don't come to I the mean, country illegally. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm with Adam in the sense that. My family came here legally. Pat's family came here legally. I understand we are a nation of open arms and everything, but I mean, there's a right way and there's a, and there's a wrong way. Just literally saying, just come, come on in. We don't. Yeah, we yeah, don't but care. it's not like that right now. It, it's, I, I it, saw so, it, so the border. The border, is, the border is as secure as it was in Trump under Trump, I except for the fact that they don't have to remain in Mexico policy. Can you name a, one policy that's different or well, or one? Initiative that's going well, on. Well, all I know is I've been, I've been seeing well all the hearings of Mayorkas and all the charts and all the stats is that it's at record numbers right now, and the people c- coming and dropping off kids, like the grown men that are bringing children to the border, they're doing DNA tests. There's zero relation to these children that they're coming, and it's in the like thirty thousand, forty thousand children that, and I mean. Trump was at least trying. You know what I mean? Everything was against him. Everybody was like, no, the hell with you. Leave it open. Leave it open. Leave it open. I just saw another video. I, I don't know if it was in Arizona, Pat, or Texas. They've not only opened the border wall, they've, like, uh, welders have gone there and they've opened it to where you it's not even going to close. Yeah, but at, at the same time, open. they're still building portions of the wall along yeah, the border. Yeah, I mean, it's... So, it's, so it, the, the issue with immigration isn't the fact that we have open borders because they're not technically more open than under Trump. The issue is that people feel like they have a better opportunity to come here now, that they're not going to be turned down. Their kids aren't going to be separated from them. They're not going to have to remain in Mexico and worry about what could happen down there. So I think that's a huge difference, and that's why we're seeing what we're seeing right now. Well, and and, and like you said, you're an immigrant, and you're like, my family no, came well, here. Well, they're immigrants. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm your family. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like I know a lot of people who came here years ago and they're like they're the same as you they're saying i came here legally like why should we be letting these people in and i agree i think we definitely need to do something what that solution is i don't think it's build a wall i i I think you have everybody on the right saying build a wall and don't really have any other solutions and everybody on the left is saying don't build the wall and then nobody's actually talking about the actual solutions that could happen that could actually stop some of this yeah, I, I just the common sense thing that a lot of people would ask is, 
Uh, who's more important, um, America or a politician? America. Okay. If Nancy Pelosi can have a wall around her house, I think we can have a board around our country that's bringing drugs in. Isn't that a common sense question to well, ask? Well, I, I mean, having a wall around your house is different than having a wall on, on How? public land. How? Are it, you afraid of people breaking into your house? Why do you need to put a wall up? It, it's, it's comparing apples to oranges. Tell me why apples and oranges. I'm confused. So, so you're, it's a private versus public, first of all. How can you build a wall? The America is a private country. They have to come here legally. Yeah, it's a private country. Right, it's a private right, property but, to the United but, States but, of America. But most of the – not most, but a good portion yeah. of the people that – actually come here or just overstay. That's not, but you, that's not how you don't sit there and you judge it and say good portion. Where is fentanyl coming from? Yeah, but that, the wall is not going to stop fentanyl. The no, vast but, majority of fentanyl is coming through, right? People are driving so it you through. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't build things. A wall around your house doesn't necessarily protect the robber from coming into your house. I can come with a drone and see what you're doing. There's plenty of ways of doing it, but it minimizes the chances and it decreases. You having a gun in your house and putting a sign outside saying, there's a massive pit bull here and seven AK-47s if you walk into my house. That's going to minimize the chance of robber coming in. But maybe 1% of the guy is going to say, I don't give a shit. I'm still coming in anyways. I'm going to kill your dog. And you're not going to have enough time to get your guns and I'm going to get the money. It's about the people feeling safer and protecting our homeland. When Fauci and others are being asked about who has to take the vaccine, if illegal immigrants are coming here, are they expected to take the vaccine? And the answer is no. <laughs> but we have to. The military and all these guys working for the government. Do you realize like how ludicrous that sounds when they do things like that? That's, that's, when, that's when a person, again, like the same question with Ukraine. You got all this stuff that's going on, with, and, and nothing I'm saying is out of the ordinary, and I'm using, like, technical policies. I'm just purely talking common sense. We got Ukraine that we want to send more money to now again, uh, but Maui's 700 bucks a person, maybe a few million dollars. These are things where the average per- again, the average person, the average person, the average, not the person that studies every single thing there, the average person says, why would you spend more money to Ukraine than to Maui? Why would we not protect our borders to take care of us? Why would we protect the borders of Ukraine against Russia but not our own borders? Isn't that kind of stupid? Why? These are the, these are the basic objections that an average American is going to ask, and the argument is lost. We don't need a border at Canada because we don't have a lot of stuff that's coming out from Canada. Yeah, yeah, if we did, like, we would. I, I feel we would. so much of that's just a false equivalency. I feel like people jump to these comparisons that really don't compare. So Maui, $700 per, per person who lost their home. Per right? household, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's just what the FEMA maximum is. That's what the FEMA maximum has been. It's actually increased under Biden. I think it went from 500 to 700. So I mean, it's the FEMA maximum for instant money. Yeah. They can, they're going to get more money. They just had to go through an application yeah. process. The, the, question, so, the question then becomes, how soon do you need help? Six months later, three yeah, months later, a month I later, or I personally think that the Maximum should be higher, how, but who, so whose how, fault is that? So, like, I no, mean, but who, let me let me ask you a question. Instead of going to vacation where you're like, hey, you know, no comment, a president says no comment about the biggest devastating event that took place in Hawaii, and you say no comment, and you show up two weeks later, and people are flipping you off and saying, go back home, go yeah, back yeah, home. Yeah, but, but do you want? Did you want him to go there sooner? Like, I, like, so I I went through Ian last year, like direct hit, right? Yeah. And when Biden came in seven days later, it was. It was chaos. Everybody's running around getting supplies. Everybody's trying to rebuild their homes, and it sh- shuts traffic. Down. I understand. I, I understand. Like uh, you know, 
100% defending that this guy, you know, everything you say, you're going to have to defend the position. I get that position. The more you take a position like that, the more you lose credit. No, like, I, there, I, like you said, no comment. That was ridiculous. Well, he, should, he should have said something much more compassionate I, than I, that. Like, there's so much, but I feel like people jump at every little thing, and it happens on both, just like Trump. Democrats jumped at it's every not little at the same thing. Level though, it's like, not I, at the same level. I don't. Know. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't like, think it is. Like, but I, I, that's I because think you're you coming from the not. right. But you're coming from the right, so that's your perspective. But I'm coming from America is more important than Ukraine. American Absolutely. borders are more important than other people's borders. Yeah, but it doesn't I'm mean we can't do a, both, right? Okay, you're saying the Nikki Haley message, which you you just gave her sound Nikki bite, Haley right? Did say, yeah, 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 exactly. Haley said that. So we, to, but we can do both. No, like I mean, America isn't just third world country. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, no, it's not. We can do both. No. How many kids do you have? Two. Who's more important to your kids or my kids? They're both equally as important. But who is more important? My my kids. Then they should be. If they were not, I would think you have mental issues. Okay. Now. But but if you zoom out. No. Don't zoom out. No, don't zoom out. Stay on you. Stay on you. Trust me. For me, I am safer if your number one priority is your kids. Because your kids are going to be raised properly with the right. right attention by who? Their father, which is you. You're a very important man in their lives. You know that. That's how this works. So when Nikki Haley says something like that, you know what that message says to a voter like me? And by the way, just so you know how I put Nikki Haley, I thought she was going to be the worst in debate. You know what I ranked her in the debate? Number two. I put her at number two. I thought she crushed it, to be I honest. I was yeah, there. I'm like, dude, she, she killed it. I was not expecting to be, like, coming out supportive of uh, uh, Nikki. I thought she did a great job, right? Doesn't mean I... You know, I'm agreeing with everything she says, but to say we can't do both, okay, well, let's unpack that a little bit. Maybe we can do both. Like, you know how, uh, uh, you know, one of the guys broke down things for me financially, which made a lot of sense. It was this girl that wrote a book 20 years ago with a pig. I forgot what the book, I'd love to give her credit, 23 years ago. And the way she taught kids about money, it was 70% your expenses, whatever you're doing, 10% savings, 10% investments, 10% fun. Okay. okay, so guess what? The fund account, do whatever you want to do with it. It's kind of, I've never thought about having a fund account, right? So the way you run a business, same way, you know, you, you use a certain portion of your money to have a good time with your employees, with your sales people, you're having fun, all that stuff. We talked about it the other day. We're kind of overdue to go to Top Golf. You and I, I don't know where we were, we were talking about this. We were somewhere. Yeah, at the Hard Rock. Hard yeah. Rock. So, <laughs> Group trip. So, so to me, Make yeah, note. let's use that money to support others when they're going through it after getting our house in order. And by the way, Nikki Haley, our house is not in order. Yeah, but right? do you just say, okay, Russia, take take all of Ukraine, take whatever you want, do whatever you want, and you know, like if that's going to help Putin gain power, and let me maybe let, maybe, I, I run, maybe I, move on to another country after who cares? I run like, is that, I run forty. I run an run an insurance company with forty five thousand insurance agents. Okay, hear me out. I'm coming up first. I'm trying to be a good CEO. Okay. All of a sudden, we're like on year two, three, four, whatever, 2013, whatever, 13 is year four. And there's divorces galore going on everywhere in my company. Galore. We're going to two of our best guys, phenomenal guys. They're both going through it, okay? And their wives, one of them, both the husband and the wife ended up staying here. They're both doing very well. Both of them are happy. Both of them are financially free. One has got his own family. She's got her own family. Great. And the other one is in a very, very good place. Just had a kid, another one on the way. They're, they're having a great life. Somehow we made it work where everybody stuck around in the company. It wasn't easy. But in 2013, 2014, one day I'm, I'm at the hospital, okay, after a full-on exhaustion. I'm thinking I'm dying, 
Okay, I just came back from a three-week trip. I'm on the road. I'm doing what I'm doing. And that night, 12.30, 2 o'clock, I go to the hospital. And I'm at the hospital 2.30 in the morning. And the doc, I'm like, Doc, what the hell is going on with me? He says, dude, your heart is strong as heck. You're good. You're good. He says, you're just, what, what have you been doing? Your body, you're dehydrated, all this. You're exhausted. You need to just rest. And I told him, he says, well, that's exactly what's been happening. You've been going on three hours of sleep, four hours of sleep the last three weeks. Every night, I'm on the phone till God knows one time, trying to save these marriages, okay? You know what happened when I try to save every one of these marriages with the amount of time I put into them? One, they feel like you're intruding too much to get into their business between a husband and wife, which they almost were like, look, we appreciate the help, but we appreciate the help. Great. That's a lesson. And number two, it's affecting your own life. If you want to solve, if America wanted to solve everyone's problems worldwide, we would do it at the cost of going bankrupt and America being just like the other third world countries that are a shit show now. We are leaders. You know what leaders do? We set the example. We set the tone. We do our part. We don't get involved in every single conflict. We do our best to get involved in certain conflicts. But if we get involved in every single conflict out there, we don't have a life. And America forgets about who? You and I. No, I, and I agree. We I matter agree. to America. So when you say, what should we do? But should where we do you draw that line? Like, where do you draw the line? Like, every is it just America 100%? Like, there has to be a line somewhere. Where would you draw that line? But what if we didn't intervene in, in World War II? Like, like, I mean, you could make the same argument. We shouldn't have been. I didn't say every one of them. Right. I didn't say yeah, every but, one so of them. So where is that line drawn, though? I, I understand what you're saying. But if you, if you sit there as a leader, as a president of the United States, and you write out all the issues that's going on, Okay, let's write out 50 issues that's going on outside of America, okay? Some of them, you're going to have to say, hey, guess what, NATO? This is your problem. Without a doubt. They're, they're your neighbors. They're not ours, okay? You got to figure this thing out, okay? Sorry that you guys are going through this. You figure this, this thing out. Then try to broker a deal with Putin, Mr. Biden. Fly out to Russia or figure out a way to have a meeting with them and figure out a way to say, why are we doing this? To do your part. Aside from that, if I want to get involved in 100% of all issues, I'm not going to have a life and I'm ruining the country I'm supposed to lead, okay? As a person that's a CEO of a company, if you're a CEO of a company, okay, you're running, you guys are business owners, you know, the 3D printing company and different things that you guys have done in the past. Mm -hmm. you, got, you got CEO of the company that you're running, okay? Then you have money in mutual funds and stocks, okay? Should you be concerned about how Apple stock is doing? Yeah, you got $100,000 in it. Let's yeah. just say you got a million dollars. You should be concerned, okay? But let's just say your business is worth $50 million, okay? Of your net worth is tied to the $50 million company. You got a million dollars in Apple stock. You got $300,000 in Tesla. You got $200,000 here and there. Should you be concerned about those companies? Sure. But more than a $50 million company that's taking care of your wife and kids and a family and your net worth? No. No, you but I mean, we're run. not, though. We're, I mean, but we are, how though. many billions have we given to Ukraine? How much have we spent on different infrastructure packages? How much packages? have we given to Hawaii? Yeah, but thousand children, they're going to get everything they need, though. They're going to get everything they need. when? It's a natural, it's America, so, bro. Yeah, it's but, now. So change those FEMA policies. But, I mean, that takes more than just Joe it, Biden snapping his no, fingers. It, and, no, it does, it, though. It, the president can make an executive order and come out and say Hawaii. It, let no, me no ask but you the this. FEMA yeah. limits are set for the instant payments. But, but like here, the instant payments. Here's, here's what I want to ask you, though. How often does that happen to a state in America? 
How often? What happened in Hawaii? How often does that happen? As far as the instant FEMA payments, or how, I mean, no, how often does a crisis, the disaster, uh, pretty frequently, not to that level, but pretty frequently. So, yeah. so to that level, how often has it happened in, since 1776 in Hawaii? How often? The place uh, where most people I go mean, for honeymoon in Hawaii it hasn't. It's no. never happened. Okay, so imagine the president takes the lead and has a mean, meeting with senators and congressmen and women, all of them. Okay, and he says, "Hey, I want to have an emergency meeting right off the bat." And he gets up there and he says, "I'd like your support." For us, for once, go above whatever our female standards are and gets... Yeah, but what about Fort Myers? Why, did, why shouldn't we have gotten it? Why shouldn't Kentucky have gotten it? Why shouldn't have Puerto Rico gotten that same amount of money per household I, that lost their entire home? I will tell you, I am more supportive of us taking care. I think the American people would be more noble to say... I support that yeah. more than yeah, I support Ukraine. But, but who, who are the ones who want to defund FEMA or reduce the funding of FEMA? It's typically the conservatives. Don't they call that socialism? I, when you I, am I sitting here telling you about defunding no, FEMA? We're no, not no, talking defunding but, the FEMA. No, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that every single home that's lost because of a natural disaster, whether it was under Biden, Trump, Obama, Bushes, they should get more than five hundred to seven hundred dollars. Instantly, right? They should. The, but, the, why is a person the, losing their the, home in Hawaii watch, any different you're, than you're, my neighbor you're in Fort deflect, Myers you're losing deflecting their? Deflecting no, and misdirecting. I'm, you are. No, no, you're I'm, I'm really not. I'm really not. Ed, you, you're not. Okay, you want me to bring you back how you're deflecting? You want me to bring you back to tell you how you're deflecting? Go ahead. The comparisons is not Fort Myers and Hawaii. You're deflecting. My comparison is Hawaii and Ukraine. Yeah, and absolutely, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Perfect. Hawaii should get more money. But this isn't something no, that's new. I, I mean, I, no, it is. It is new, though. Identify this, then go to the next one. Okay, right after we're dealing with so much money, we're giving to Ukraine to protect their border. Yes, we're giving money to Ukraine. To you said yes to protect but their, their border. But their border is Russia's invading them to take over their and land. Our border drug Nobody, dealers are killing kids. Kids. Yeah. It's not. Kids. It's not. A, it's not a. How national... many kids died last year from fentanyl? How many kids died last yeah, but, year from but, drugs but that's coming compare, through from there? And that compare, to compare what? To You're compare, comparing. I'm no, not no, comparing. No, to compare a actual military incursion on another country to refugees and people coming here because they want what, to have what a better way? life. No, 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 no. It's, it's not different. Come do do legally. Yeah. Totally do well, legally. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good. So, good. but but the question becomes, what way of killing kids is more noble? <laughs> okay, is it more noble for me to kill the kids with a bomb, with a nuclear yeah, bomb, one, or with drugs? One, What's one, more noble? A, a drug dealer coming to a country killing a kid isn't representative of the millions or hundreds what's of thousands a, of refugees what, that are just here so, to so now here gonna, to give their family gonna, a better life, we're right? Categorize so, so, what's so, a noble way to kill kids? And so, so, so no, what, we're not. What, what is your solution to the fentanyl crisis? It's it, it's it. Most of it's coming through ports of entry. People are driving it through. We should. Increase security around the ports of entry. I, 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 I think that's a good idea. I think agree? when you leave the gates as open as they have, where how many people came last year? What's the record-breaking number of people that came in last year? Well, no, it's not a hundred thousand. No, one hundred nine thousand were or fentanyl overdose. Well, overdose yeah. or, or poisoning. However, you so want that's call. horrible. I mean, I, I mean, well, that, it's something that needs to be done. But just building a wall is not going to. It might eliminate one percent of that or five percent of it. No, it's not one percent, bro. It's not going to be ninety percent of the. Fentanyl that's caught yeah. coming through ports of entry. Right. So, so are there people walking over the... 109,680 overdose death in 2020 to a highest record in the calendar year. This is last year. And the record was 2021, both under this guy named Joe that you guys like, right? So if you say, well, Pat, what do you want to do about it? The board is only going to protect, you know, a certain percentage of it. 
If if you said ten percent of the borders, ten percent of the yeah. kids it would protect. What's ten percent of one hundred nine thousand? Eleven thousand yeah, kids would be here yeah, but, today. But that, that's making the argument that if you put up a wall to prevent people from carrying it over, that is not going to be smuggled. It's a, that's a same amount will be smuggled. Start. It's a good start, it, though. Yeah, I, it, I mean, but there's a, better. Okay, solutions. let me ask you a question. I think there's better. Were you ever a playboy? Were you ever a playboy when you were younger, or no? Were you, who was the womanizer here? Were either one of you guys womanizers, or no? Who was good with the ladies? No comment. You seem like you're a family. Was it him? No comment. Okay. By the way, let me ask you a question. Okay, I, I'm assuming it's you, because you're saying you're straight. You're not gay, so you you're are the guy that's that okay. All right. So if that's you, okay. So let's go with that. Um, when you're 22 years old, and you meet a 19 year old girl. What's a target for you to know that it's going to be easier for you to hook up with this girl? What's the easiest target when you learn about her family? Daddy issues, tramp stamp, tattoos in the wrong places. There's no father there? Yeah. It's on. Okay, so now let me ask you this. You go to his house. You go to her house. And she says, here's my dad. And the dad shows up. How you doing, Ed? Good, how you yeah. doing? Doing good. And... Wife comes in. Oh, honey, just relax, babe. My husband just got out of jail last month for, you know, and he's just uh, he's murdering a, the last know, boyfriend. What, what, what do you think you're going to do when you go with a date with that girl? When, when you think about your typical move of putting your hands around her back and then the popcorn, you slip up, you miss the popcorn accidentally. And then you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oops. You're like, Whoops. no, I'm going to target the popcorn. Right. What are you going to do? You're going to be a little bit more selective, ain't you? Yeah, when you uh, careful with that's your That's the point. Ed. So what I'm saying to you here is as a guy who's been married 15 years, who so prior to that I was single, I understand what it is when I see opportunities. So do you. It's the natural instinct men we have. Perfect. So <laughs> child molester says, who got arrested in the time, they said the number one target when we're targeting kids is if there's not a father there, if there's no faith there, I can molest that kid and take it. He's telling you in the interview. I don't know if you've seen this interview. Pretty he's nice. saying how to do it's absolutely you you gotta watch this since you got two kids. You just gotta watch it. What's the point? No, the board is not gonna prevent hundred percent of it. No putting more security down there is gonna prevent hundred percent of it. No arresting sanctuary getting rid of these people in sanctuary city that's causing what's going on in New York. That New York is saying, No, we don't follow the government's laws when we arrest and we have to catch and release and we're gonna do whatever we wanna do. But, hey, can you guys send us some money, please? Because we kind of need some help. I absolutely think yeah. we need more security there. I just don't think the wall is the best answer. I think there's technology you can use. I think You think wall? I, I don't think a wall from from one sea yeah. to the other well, sea is the best you're going to have to seize private land. Like I, I, I'm against the wall because I think that in certain areas you could have fencing or walls. But yeah. there's other technologies you can use. You can increase security around the ports of entry, maybe stop more drugs Bro, from coming in. Bro, wall's been the oldest way of keeping people. Yeah, but, but it's 2020. In your uh, house, do you have your places open on the outside? Like, what right, do you but, do? But, it's like, but the, you have I, have cam- I have cameras. That's what I then rely guess on. what? Let's get the so walls. Let's get, get, the, get cameras. the cameras. Let's get the security. Yeah. Let's get all of it. Let's, yeah. let's, let's make them, combine. Let's yeah. make yeah, I'm, them I'm, crime I'm, harder to protect these people from coming. I absolutely agree with then you. Great. I agree. And great. All I'm saying to you is, all I'm saying to you is, if so many of our establishment pro-military industrial complex politicians from the left and the right support protecting the borders of ukraine how about we start with protecting borders of america first yeah. and then so it doesn't have to be first though that's but the it problem. does like, because we have america to is first we, we can't no america can't. is first but, your family but protecting is first. ukraine is putting america first no it's not so, no. okay so, no, so it's t- not. T- t- tell me this no it's what, not. what happens if putin decides to take a nato 
nation. What happens? World what War happens? Three. What happened? World War III. But let me ask you this. Well, according who's, who, to Article 5, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. One country, according to Article 5, they have to all attack them, right? right? Yeah. Okay, great. But who caused that? Who caused it? Who caused if that? Putin takes NATO? Yeah, who caused that? It was, I would say it's Putin who caused it. Oh, who, you're going to blame NATO? Putin caused that. Okay, so, so let me ask you a question. Uh, when, did, when did the NATO get started? I don't know the year. 49. 1949. Okay. 1949. 1949, NATO got started. First time they had 12 countries that were part of it, right? And then every year they've recruited more and more and more. I think recently they just had Finland that joined. I think there are 31 right now, mm-hmm. give or take. I think if you can look at to see how many members it is, I think it is 31. Sounds okay. about right. There you go, 31 members today. Okay. And have you noticed the original countries that joined NATO were more far west and yeah. gradually they're getting closer and closer and closer to who? To Russia. Russia yeah. What happened? The whole purpose of uh, NATO was to defend against who? Soviet Union, the fear, communism, all of that stuff. That's how it got started to protect because they were being aggressive. When did Soviet Union fall? Uh, 91. What are we doing with NATO? France walked away from NATO, I think, in 66, and then they came back in 2009. I think they're the only ones that walked away and came back. So Russia's kind of sitting there saying, hey, NATO, some would say NATO also gets credit for unifying China against Russia, against Iran, against potentially now Saudi, against all these, against India, against Brazil. NATO gets credit for that as well. Aren't, don't, don't we give credit to NATO for that? That, that credit goes to NATO, right? If you're going to keep recruiting other countries, you think my ass is going to sit there and not isn't go that, recruit? Isn't that good for America, though? To do what? To help NATO grow. Why? Because it's, part, it's our allies. Well, We're... They're going to protect us. We're to going the to protect point of them. what, though? To the point of what? Because who's the enemy? Who is the enemy if NATO grows? Who is the enemy? I mean, you could say China could be a potential enemy. We don't have a – I wouldn't say we have a specific so enemy now, it, but China, Russia. Since you guys are about asking questions, is it fair to say that NATO growing is what caused uh, China, Russia, and Iran to unite, to get closer? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it has. And, Just, and which but, of those countries hate us the most? Who hates us the most? I would say China. Who else? You Russia. think Iran loves it? You think Iran wakes up in the morning saying, I love Akbar, we love, we love Americans. <laughs> yeah, but are, are you saying that if NATO didn't <laughs> grow, Russia America. wouldn't be encroaching on other land? I don't think I don't think. Say I would. that again? You if, what? if NATO didn't grow, do you think that Russia would not be encroaching in Ukraine or elsewhere? I, no, I don't think I, that would be the I case. I think NATO growing is forcing him to do something. I think NATO is pro-war. I think NATO wants to see... The way, the way they've created their treaty in Article 5, forcing that if you attack one or more members, they have to attack. Well, it makes every nation in NATO stronger that way. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, why was NATO formed? Because of Soviet right, Union. Right. And, and Soviet and right Union after, fell in 91. Right, and yeah. right after World War II, a few years after World War II. Sure, yeah. So, like, imagine going back then and, and telling the found, whoever created NATO, there's the various countries, that – Another country invaded a country close to NATO, and this is what ha- what's happening. What do you think they would say? Do, do you, you want to go back and say 2,000 years ago who the enemy of the Assyrians but, were? And let's make sure but, the Assyrians no, but, but you're don't. Arguing you want to go one, play this thing? Yeah, but on, on one what, side, you're what, arguing say, what's best for no, America, what, and what's best for America is that yeah. NATO gets stronger. So, that, so, that's, so I mean, that's my view. So how many friends of yours are married? Uh, most of them. Okay. So whose marriage is more important to work out, yours or theirs? Do you see where I'm going when I keep going back to this? So what if all of a sudden all of your marriages, your friends stop going through a divorce? Do you drop your marriage to try to save every one of their marriages? Is that what you're supposed to do? No, but but if if their marriage impacts your marriage in some way, it's worth helping save it. To what extent, though? 
To what extent? Well, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, that, that's the you, line I'd that we spend, disagree on. If you ask, no, it's not. Trust me, I've spent more hours on trying to save marriages with my business because, you know, I'm, it, it's you just have to be in a model to see what I'm talking about. Thousands and thousands of hours of going through this. Yes, it's necessary, but not at the cost of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You should be healthy. Uh, my priority should be to take care of my health and then to tell you, yesterday I'm getting my suit, uh, what do you call it, uh, fitted, it. right? And the guy that comes and does my suit says, what happened to your waist? You lost four, four inches on your waist. Nice. I'm like, damn, kind of looking at this. Uh, pretty cool. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, well, guess what? I, July of 2019 is the last time I had soda. And I stopped having breakfast five months ago. I eat breakfast once a week, and it's my favorite meal. I have breakfast on Sundays. I don't eat breakfast. And my breakfast is now I start off with maybe a protein thing, but I don't eat the big breakfast I would eat in the morning and all this stuff. It's changed. Lost four inches. I'm down to 235, 238. I feel good. That's what worked for me. Now, me telling you that story and then showing you how to do it and encouraging you how to do it, then you go do it instead of me spending the last four months to try to get your waist to get smaller. I mean, do you realize how ludicrous that argument is? America first. So, America so, comes, so, so, America's first. Yes America's or no? America's first. America's yeah, first. Yeah. Great. Then if America's first, let's address. Michael but Jackson like, said this in a song. See, that, that's where I think we differ. Right, is that the man you, in the mirror? No, he says if oh. you want to make the world a better place. Place. Take a look at yourself. Yeah, that's man in the is mirror. Is that what it is? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, Amer- a America's Take a interest in the mirror right now. Make that change. Uh, America's interest in Lots what's four good for America. In ways. Looking great. Make that change. Uh, America's interest in what's good for America isn't only what's within our borders. You would agree, right? Like trade with China. There's yeah, no... it's called foreign policy. Totally yeah, get it. So... But okay, let me just get to the heart of the matter here, guys, because I feel like we're you guys both have actually valid points. But you know how they say follow the money, FTM? So one of the great things that, uh, you know, we can learn from uh, the past is not to repeat them. What, what, you know, to give kudos to Trump, he has not gotten us into any just endless spending wars, nonsensical wars. Um, so kudos to that. But I understand, you know, I, I've said publicly the record, we can't just not do anything about Ukraine. We are part of NATO but the, the question is how much? Okay. So I have questions for you guys, and I'll let Pat answer as well. How much money can we dedicate to Ukraine? We, how much trillions did we give to Afghanistan for nothing? So is the answer zero? Is the answer trillions? What's the answer? Because you can go back and forth level involvement, but the actual substantive issue is how much? So how much money and how much time should we spend in Ukraine? Well, I, I think that's it, like an impossible question for any of us to answer. Uh, I think that we should. Adam's be, trying to be the voice of reason on the podcast. We pod. should yeah. be looking, like he's trying to like, take control, <laughs> as if w- w- I need Adam's help to really kind no, of no, bring I'm this not, whole thing together. Not, I, I'm not asking for help. I'm asking for. Well, go ahead. Are you, are you saying that zero is the number? No, let's let's see. This is actually a good question, and I understand if you're saying we don't have a real answer to it. Yeah. I, I, you know, as a finance guy, he's coming from a place of what percentage of money should we have given right. towards what we did? We gave three trillion. Would it have been okay with $100 billion, $200 billion, what we did with Afghanistan or in Ukraine? Go ahead. So, so I, I'd say from my point of view, as long as we can keep American soldiers out of Ukraine, well, as long as we can do that without – and or out of Ukraine or out of war in general. Like if, if we can prevent a World War III or we can prevent uh-huh. things from escalating to the point where we need, feel like we need to send U.S. soldiers overseas to fight in a war, I think that's the amount. And – 
I mean, of course, not like so trillions check. a day. Blank no, check. not blank check, but I think within reason. I don't. I can't calculate what what that is. You know, I don't I, know all I the finances. That I would say like like giving the money and trying to come up with some sort of treaty or agreement between the countries. I feel that money is buying time, so we can do that. I hope that they're working on something. Uh, do I know if something's possible? I don't know. I don't know what's going through Putin's head. I don't know what's going through Zelensky's head. I, I think Pat, I think Pat's point. I think it, I think it's zero money. I think what Pat said is having a leader that's strong enough and has the balls to go to open a dialogue and talk with the guy mm-hmm. to not have something like this happen and have ha- instead of having a guy that's just like it's Putin, he's evil, Putin price like blaming everything on Putin. I say zero money, right? I mean, they have enough money at this point. We just need somebody to be able to, like, think about where's the dialogue between Joe Biden and our our administration, this administration, with Putin. There isn't. It's just he's the evil bad man. You know, he wants to start a a World War III, and that's it. We have to support them. Endless support to Ukraine. Whatever they want, they're going to get. There needs to be a happy meetup. I don't think you're saying zero. I am more closer to zero than I am about this. But, what what, what me, about like if China was to take Taiwan? Do you feel the same? Like we should completely stay out of well, it? Well, let me let me give my argument for both, okay. and, then, and then you can push back. Um, for me, you know, last month, July 11th of 2023, NATO members uh, uh, came out and voiced their opinions about expediting the process for Ukraine to be part of NATO. You know what that they're pretty much saying with that? Well, you know what they're saying with that? What they're saying is Article Five. Right? Yeah. yeah, like no, yeah, dude, I, I agree. I, 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 I don't know if was, people yeah. understand. Like they're trying to say, like it, that that decision is trying to say, guys, let's have World War Three. Yeah. So, so so now to the skeptical audience, who is anti-establishment audience, the people that like the Kennedys of the world, the people that like the Trumps of the world, the people that like the RFKs of the world, some parts of it, is the people that like these guys that are anti-establishment, they're sitting there saying. Why would you guys want well, World War Three? Well, shit, a lot of military defense contracts and Raytheon and Northrop Grumman and General Dynamics and Boeing and all this stuff. Okay, yeah. All right, cool. I got you. There's a lot of money to be made there. Perfect. Now, the, the other side from the establishment could say, no, that's exactly how to protect Ukraine because if Ukraine becomes part of NATO, now Russia knows if they attack, that's Article 5. Okay. So now you got all these missiles pointing at Russia, <laughs> okay, from all these different military bases, okay, for them, there, there are missiles, but they're aimed at them, I think, from Poland, Germany, if I'm getting some of these right, Spain, I don't know, some random, some countries. And Russia's sitting there saying, do I look like an idiot to you? Like, do I look like a moron to you? What are you guys doing? What, what do you want to do? do you, you guys claim you want peace? This is your way of getting peace? Yeah, I don't know about this, okay? So, you know, the, the other argument is Ukraine, the amount of natural resources they have. And, and the political beliefs, they're very important to the world. They provide a lot of different things to everybody. No one's really spending a lot of time talking about that. That, to me, is a logical approach of an argument to take and say, hey, we need Ukraine because of X, Y, Z. Russia's argument is going to be Ukraine is Russia. And this is what happened. You know, the Warsaw, whatever, he's going to take that angle. China, Taiwan is, I, I almost feel China is watching this case study <laughs> with what's going on with yeah. Russia and, you know, to see what's going to happen there. I think Taiwan's a slightly different argument of our involvement to go there or not to go there if i would much rather do the following here's much rather way for me to do business with you you know 
this is how I work if you're a, an employee with me or a salesperson with me or a partner of mine and you leave and we're no longer together. I say, look, in this relationship, I'm not going to do anything to hurt you. The only one in charge here to hurt this relationship is you. You know why? Why? Because I'm going to support whatever you want to do. Go get them. But if you steal clients, if you go do this, if you steal people from this, if you do any of this stuff, you're telling people publicly that you're against me. Now you have a problem with me. No problem. And we'll let the lawyers and whoever needs to do their thing handle it. I've been on both sides. I'll trust that side. And you're publicly saying, I don't value this relationship. Okay? Perfect. What if we come up and we meet with Russia or we meet with China and we keep them close in a relationship-wise? Not a relationship where it's like we become best friends. Mm -hmm. But look, we send you a lot of business. You send us a lot of business. Let's just be straight up. You can't do anything with Taiwan. Here's why. Pa, 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 pa. If you do, you're going to force me to put these tariffs on you. And it's going to hurt the business. And you're going to force me to, to tell NATO to not do business with you. It's really going to hurt a lot of things that you're doing. I can take that approach with Russia and China. Well, haven't we already kind of taken that approach with Russia? And not with not, sanctions not and Biden. Stuff? Trump did. And it worked. There was no attacks on the Ukraine. It was yeah, but there's, st there's still sanctions against Russia. Right. The, the, the approach Trump took was a different approach than the tr approach we're taking right now. The approach Trump took is let's sit down, let's talk, and let's figure out a way to make this work. And it was a peaceful world for those four years. Yeah, but the situation's different now with Russia. You know, yeah, like, because Biden Biden made it easy for uh, Putin. Putin well, saw an opportunity he invited, and he took advantage. He said it at one point. Biden, he, said, he said, I'll welcome a yeah. small incursion. He actually invited them to attack, bro. They want war. They want war. It's a money machine. It's yeah. in your face. So, so I don't agree that they want war. But they definitely want war. It's money. When the, we keep pushing what, it. What? what, what you, you, uh, how many weapons are you going to sell if nuclear bombs start going off? Well, if nuclear bombs are going off, 70% of the world is done. Exactly. Or, just so you know, 70% yeah. is done, done yeah. immediately. Yeah. And it's not going to take a long time if this happens because it's going to be a reactionary thing. So, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're playing with fire. NATO is playing with fire. They are. And some people could say, so you mean to tell us we leave Ukraine alone? Is that the right thing to do? If that means we can prevent a World War III from happening, the answer is actually yes. Yeah, but I, I think <laughs> others would argue that not getting involved in Ukraine could lead to World War III as and, well. And, so, and, I that, mean, and maybe we'll never be allowed to debate it yeah, because exactly. if there's a nuclear war, there is no podcast. <laughs> we're doing a podcast with rocks and we're looking <laughs> yeah. at each other. But I don't know. Flor no really Florida cares. might actually still be America. Yeah. I think we'd be spared. And Ron well, by the way, before there's uh, time, guys, please subscribe to the podcast. We're going to be here for a little while longer yeah. before anything happens. Yeah. Thank right. you. What is this, Rob, you just put up? I think that we are going to see uh, is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades, and it depends on what it does. If there's one thing, if it's a minor incursion, uh, 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 and then we end up having a fight about That's it. That's when Biden came in. He's like, well, it's basically, yeah. well. Yeah, not not the strongest word. Not the, yeah, and, which, and then after this, they invaded. You know what I mean? Well, fellas, so so what do, you, what do you guys do for people to be able to find you? What, what projects are you guys working on right now? Uh, so we're on Twitter, Krasenstein, my last name. He's Ed Krasen. Uh, we have a podcast, Krasencast. Uh, everything's on Twitter, though. Uh, so basically, if you want to find us, just go to Twitter. Everything's X. It's not Twitter. It's X. Yeah, you it's keep. X. Yeah. So, you, Rob, if you can put the links below for people to find. Out of the debate, the GOP debate, who were you guys impressed with? Was it, you know, was I, there I'd somebody? say Nikki Haley. I, Number I, one? Who's I, your two? I, I think Haley did good. I, Vivek, he disappointed me. I, I was actually kind of getting behind him a little bit, at least from a GOP perspective. Uh, I think Haley did good. I also, 
I mean, I like Chris Christie. I think he is funny, but those on the right aren't going to like Who was last? Who was last on your list? I mean, I'd say, what was the governor of North Dakota? Or those aside, yeah, like, put those yeah, on the corners. Yeah, like, I mean, think DeSantis did. I, DeSantis, robotic. I yeah, like, he is robotic. Like, like, I, I really thought DeSantis was going to have a chance when he first announced, but I feel like he's going down. As, as Floridians. I think, I mean, Trump. Trump brought him down. I yeah. Think and and your your uh, guesstimation of who's going to be the president in 2024, you, you're thinking it's going to be Biden or you think somebody else is going to come I think it's going to be left? Biden. I think it's going to be Biden. I, I, I wish that Democrats would nominate someone younger, but it, that's not going to happen. Ideal it's, situation. Who would you want? Would you want like a Newsom, Newsom or Michelle? Newsom or would be – like M- Michelle's not going to run. Right? Uh, you never know. Sleeper. No, not – It's like the Hail Mary. Okay. All right. Well, gang, it's been great having you on tomorrow – Appreciate you guys for coming out. Thanks. This was great. Thank you. It's always I, I respect. Anytime guys are uh, willing to come and sit down and talk and, you know, respectful yet debate and do all of that, I salute you. Not a lot of people want to do that. It says a lot about the fact that you're willing to go out there and sit down and have these conversations. Hey, thanks for having us. I got a lot of respect yeah. for people like that. So I appreciate you guys for doing that. Rob, tomorrow we have uh, who? Michael Flynn. General Michael Flynn. Oh, really? Yes, tomorrow, sir. General Michael Flynn. 9 okay, so tune in tomorrow, 9 a.m., General Michael Flynn. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Patrick Bed David here from Value Timmon and PBD Podcast. Look, once a year, we host a conference called the Vault Conference. It's our Super Bowl where 3,000 entrepreneurs, CEOs, executives, salespeople from around the world come together to spend three and a half days together from August 30th to September 2nd at the Diplomat Resort in Miami to learn how to scale their business, how to identify their next 5, 10, 15 moves, who to recruit next, who to go raise their money from, how to raise capital, how to properly scale, culture, retention, hire, fire, all of those things, and much more and we do that over a span of three and a half days and the reason why it's a very important season to attend a conference like this the following reason today there's three different types of people they're scared there are those that are content and the obsessed the scared they don't want to do anything because they're worried about what's going to happen in the economy they're going to take a big hit the content they're walking around saying life is pretty okay i don't need to do anything else and then there's the obsessed because they see a massive opportunity today so imagine spending three and a half days with 3,000 obsessed people that want to grow in a season like this. Imagine how much you can learn from just those relationships and networks. So on top of the people that are going to be attending at this event, this is probably the best lineup we'll ever have at a vault conference. Tom Brady, seven-time champion. I'll be interviewing him. He'll be at the vault conference. Mike Tyson, Will Gadera, the gentleman who ran the restaurant 11 Madison, New York, that went from a regular restaurant to a one Michelin star, two Michelin star, three Michelin star, and eventually the number one restaurant in the world. He's going to talk about how they treat their customers. So, look, if you've not registered yet, this is my recommendation to you. I never went to conferences when I was coming up by myself. I always went with a spouse, with a business partner, or running mate because I only have a lens on what I see. Every night afterwards, we would sit there and say, what was your biggest takeaway? So get yourself, your spouse, your partner, your running mate registered to come spend three and a half days with us at the Diplomat Resort in Miami from August 30th to September 2nd. I will see you there.